the Alvarado shit that was just that was blatant. I get that, but this is absurd. Like you trying to start, if you're gonna start beef, bro, be ready for my fist to connect with your nose. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> or at, at least be ready for me to swing and miss. Like try and dodge it or something. Oh, more static. More, yo, somebody hit somebody, man. Oh yeah, I don't want. I don't want to smoke with him. He's scary. He looks like he's on some fucking. Yo, he's not even hype, bro. He just, he just yeah, walking, nah, bro. <laughs> yeah, I don't want no smoke with him, bro. He looks like he can throw knives. <laughs> like he's about to. <laughs> <laughs> he just got knives. Yeah, in his he's got a knife. He's got a knife in his glove. He's, I... a, he's a twig too. Yeah, but he looks dangerous, bro. He looks like he could slit your throat. You wouldn't even see. Waking so, up. I'll be, I'll be fucking tight in the morning, man. Because I have this plan. Even waking up at 5, like I do 5, 5.30 for work. Are you waking up at that time again? Yeah. Jesus Christ. When I have to get to the site, because I'm not driving to the Upper East. You'll be out your damn mind if you think I'm driving to the Upper East. Bro, my construction site <laughs> is around... Is a, bro, my construction site is on 78th and Lexington. You know, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Lenox Hill Hospital is on 79th and Lexington. I was going right? to say. So that, that whole road, that whole uh, street, 79th, dub. You know what's funny? I was going to say, I know where you can find parking. It's just a hike. No, bro. I'm not I'm not doing that. Oh, actually, I'm lying. I found parking. You got to park in Yorkville. I don't know what that is. I found parking <laughs> on 2nd Ave. It's just east. It's on 1st and 2nd Ave. Okay, okay. Yeah, I was going to say, I found parking on 2nd Ave on like 83rd, 84th. Yeah. But it's like. I'm not guaranteed to find parking there, and I'm not going to lie to you. I'm probably getting to the site at, like, 8, 8.30, right? That's a strict, like, 8, 8.30. Like, I'm not getting there with time to find parking. I'm then getting on the train, Okay. like, 8, 8.30. Look, finding parking know? fucking sucks. If you, I'm just saying. This is the Upper East. It fucking sucks. Look, I'm just saying I find Smack parking that. in the Upper West. I know for sure. And that's in the middle of the day, too. In the morning when people are leaving for work, if you get to the Upper East at 7.30 and you have your coffee with you, I, I guarantee you find a spot in Yorkville in 30 minutes or less. You know what it is, though? Because I always find parking oh, yeah, up I mean, there. I that's always. That's more residential, though. Is what, that's why you find parking. Yeah, that's, that's where all saying. the apartments and shit are. People are leaving for work. So I'm mm-hmm. saying, yo, you leave at 7.30. I mean, you get there for 7.30. Mind you, you have to leave early. But that's just me wanting the comfort of my car. I mean. This is th- what I'm saying. You, yeah. you have a clock, though. You feel yeah. me? I also have a. Uh, my office is in Park Slope, so the train ride. Park is Slope like is very inconvenient. Park Slope is very inconvenient. I have parking, so I don't mind. I park right under the BQE. Right, right. There, is so that Park? Is that really Park Slope though? It's like Prospect Park. Yeah, Sunset that's not really. Park that's area. not really Park no, Slope. Park Slope, area. Park Slope like, is away from the BQE. It's like it's like South South Slope, if you want to call it that. But uh, mm, it's like I don't Sunset think so because that's closer to the Barclays than anything. Uh, yeah, but then again. I mean, the Barclays is a big section, so a lot of places are close. Barclays to is one block. It's a big block. Yeah, but Park Slope <laughs> and South block. Slope are literally within walking distance. Yeah, but Park Slope are uh, is a uh, 
within walking distance of the Barclays. I actually didn't realize that until I dropped this uh this woman off, and uh, I was like, oh yeah, I was, what I, is this? I was indeed walking with a woman the other night uh, around uh, the work area and realized that we were by the Barclays and we had been walking for like four and a half minutes. Oh, and I was like, my job is around the corner. What the fuck? But no, yeah, I'm not driving to the Upper East to find parking. Around my construction site, like I said, it's Lenox Hill and two other construction sites on the same block. So you know all those niggas are getting there. All the workers are getting there like 530. Mm-hmm. But I'm not beating that. Not even going to try and beat that. <laughs> yo, it's insane because, yo, construction dudes will really be like, yeah, bro. I just get up at 4, I take, I, I get, I drive in at 5, 530, find parking, and then I just sit and drink coffee until it's time to work. And I was like, I'd be like, yo. I'd be like, I'm sorry, bro, but 5.45, me with a coffee at the site, sounds like me hitting someone that day. Yeah, <laughs> I can't. Only, the only way you would have ever gotten me up at that time is for baseball, oh my God, or a workout. And that was like, that was the only way, and that was already tough. Just that's still, it that's still that pushing it. early. Yeah, it's still pushing it. So I'm not doing that. So it's just like, in the morning, bro, I have these plans. I'm just like... I'm gonna get up at like five, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna do some yoga, right? Which I get to sometimes, right? And then I'm going to get dressed. I'm gonna make some quick pancakes, some quick eggs. Pancakes. Right? I like to call them band cakes. Never get to that point. Ever. Why do you think you're gonna wake up on Ever. a weekday and make breakfast? Because like, you know what, who bro? Who are you? You know what? Would Kobe <laughs> snooze that alarm? No, but you're not Kobe. You know what? I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be. Bro, there's no chance you get that done. Make a protein shake and call it a day. I be making the protein shakes the night before, but it's like sometimes I just want like a Kodiak cake in the morning, man. That's chaos. I want some eggs in the morning. That's chaos, you know? bro. Like, That's chaos. With the way I'm, tr- I just, I'm not doing the intermittent fasting anymore. I'm just trying to eat, you know? And it's like I can't. even On, on days that I don't have to be at the site. I can get I can get breakfast in. I can get a workout and breakfast in, which is beautiful. But it's like I'm going have to the site like every day. That? Have you actually yeah. done that? Yeah. When's the last time you did that? Uh, I've been to the site every day this week. So, so not, not this not, week. Not, not this time week. Soon. No, last Tuesday, I did that actually, which was nice. But my schedule is so like it's supposed to be three days on site, two days in the office. Yeah. No, it doesn't work like that. No. Don't work like that. Okay. Nah. Like today, for example. It just doesn't though. Today, for example, today's my site day. Right? I get on site. It's like 9.30. Boss calls me. Where you at? I'm on site. I thought you were coming to the office today. Today's Friday. It's my site day. Uh, Didn't you have a lot of work to do? Didn't we talk about you coming to uh, the office yesterday? No. The last time I skipped the site day to stay at the office, you scolded me and told me to never do that. Just leave the site earlier, which I'm going to do today. And he was like, you have a lot of work to do. You should come to the office. I said, what are we doing then? Am I skipping nah. the site day? Like, bro, what's up with them, bro? Every time. It's just. Yo, it, yo, I swear to God, bro. It's like a fucking movie. Nah, this is like. this is like, I don't know if other people's jobs are like this. This is how. This is exactly how my work, my work was before I left construction. <laughs> bro, are, are people like deliberately doing this? Like deliberately saying things and then pretending they don't say them so they can just. Like well, when you, shit on you when you're in charge, you don't have to be accountable. Oh my god! Oh 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 oh! Dom Smith versus Jose Alvarado. Pop somebody, pop somebody, pop. 
Oh, he was ready for that. Yeah, oh, scrappy. Damn. I oh, love it. He was ready. Oh, yo, damn. He started screaming as soon as he yeah, threw he that pitch. <laughs> oh, I love that shit. Uh, I love when the bullpen shows up late as hell. <laughs> yo. yo, side by side with the other bullpen. <laughs> I've never seen I've never seen the bullpens fight before they got to the infield. I don't know. I would do that. Yo, if I saw my team fighting, I'm spearing you in the outfield. Yo, I was listening to to a podcast that said exactly that. They're like, so what? Do, they were like, how do bullpens feel about fights? Because you're basically right next to the other bullpen. Like, why don't they just fight in the outfield? Yeah, why don't they do that out there? <laughs> it's like they I was like, maybe not with in. the smoke. They per- personally run into the because it's relievers, bro. Let's be honest here. Have bro, you, have you ever run in from the bullpen during a fight? Uh, no. I have. I've never done that. You feel wildly disconnected. That energy. Oh, yeah? That energy is just like, it's like, damn, what they doing over there? <laughs> and then you see. <laughs> and you got no real beef with the other bullpen because it's like, they don't know what's going on. Bro, we don't know what's going on. Let's figure it out. When you're in a bullpen, you're just like, you're kind of checked out. You are, you, you are, you are. If you have you, to be. If, if, if it's the beginning of the game or you know you're not pitching, you're mentally, you're, you're pretty checked out. You have to be. Or you're shooting a breeze, or you're packing lips, or fucking around back there, or doing whatever you're doing. You can only be doing in it yourself. so much from that far away. Yeah, so like when you see a fight, and you, like sometimes like relievers ain't even paying attention. So then sometimes it's like you're fucking turn around, all of a sudden there's a fight. Yeah, he said you're doing all that talking. And you say, hey, yo, he said you're doing all that talking, I threw it down the middle. <laughs> Wait, what he did? But he also threw 97 with sink. Yeah, so. I mean, what you... I, <laughs> I don't know, man. But uh, but yeah, man, that waking up shit is just, it can be so Mets easy. Mets versus Phillies beef. <laughs> Regular shit. Mets. <laughs> it can be so easy. I just, I, oh, this is another thing too. You dread going to your job in the morning, that deters you from waking up at all. I'm just like, maybe if I stay in bed long enough, they'll fire me and I can just collect unemployment. I just, I haven't had that feeling in about two months. And that's so bad to say because I've been blessed with a job, but it's just like... It's not bad to say, bro. You don't have to enjoy it. Bro, I had these exact feelings two months ago. I'm just... Now I actually wake up, because I'm not going to lie, the first couple weeks of real estate, because I'm a real estate agent, uh... I just wasn't like in it, and now I'm really just like, yo, you have to get up because you have work to do, and if you don't do the work, like you just you won't get paid or you'll be behind, and that only affects you. Yeah. So now it's just like, bro, my shit goes off at seven, and I might snooze it. But seven I might is snooze a reasonable time. Okay, though. okay, but let me let me just. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm through, sorry. Okay? I'm thinking about me again. I'm sorry. All right, but that's only because you're going to the site. If you were going to the office, you'd be waking up at seven seven thirty two. So. Yeah, so I'm saying, like, when I wake up at 7.05, I used to snooze it to, like, 7.45, 8, you know? Yeah. Or sometimes I'd be up, sometimes I wouldn't. Now it's just, like, 7.05, I snooze it for five minutes, 7.10, 7.12, I just get up, start moving, because I'm just like, fuck, like, I want to work out to start my day, because I feel incredible, and because after everything I do that day, I know it's I'm not going to want to go to the gym at yeah. 7.38. And I like going to the gym at night, but it's just like I'm tired, bro. Like I'm not trying to have to get another cup of coffee or bring some pre workout with me, and then you know, and then have to go to the gym. I just don't want to do that. My days start early and they end late, so don't want to have to do all that shit. I much rather uh, mindlessly push weight in the morning uh, to get my body to in tune physically and mentally, 
Because I can get to the office and because, uh, I mean, like, you don't really kickstart yourself until, like, maybe, like, 15, 20 minutes into the office. Man, have you ever played baseball in Inwood or Uptown or in Dykeman? When you see Dominican players wilding in the MLB, it's just like it's a warming feeling to your heart because you've seen someone in Inwood do the same thing with less stuff, and it's been fucking incredible. With less stuff. Yo. With like, less skill. Bro, I've seen dudes, <laughs> like fat dudes just throwing 80, bro, just literally screaming. Yo, he's deadly. Who is this? Miguel Castro. Bro, this nigga Looks is, like a praying mantis. Bro, he is a weapon. And he has crazy, like, locks. Like, he's Dominican, but he looks, like, more Haitian or black. I was gonna, I thought he was black. When you said nah. Castro, I was like... It's so funny because DR and Haiti are really the same island. And it's, Literally the it's, same it's, it's crazy how, like, racist, like, Dominicans are towards Haitians. And it's yeah. actually... It's actually... It's like, bro, you guys are, I, like, 100 miles away. Like, Didn't learn stop. about that until, like, a year ago. It's cr- No, it's... Didn't bro. even know that Haiti was on the same island. Really? I had no idea. Just, do you I not just, own a map? I do, but it's like, I didn't really think about it. I just knew Haiti was a country. Dominican Republic was a country. No, nah, I always was, thought that. I always knew that. It just really... was funny to me that, like, Dominicans be like, oh, I'm not Haitian, I'm not Haitian, I'm not Haitian. And, like, you guys live on the same island. Yeah. You know? Like, it's just a border. That's it's it. It's not even talking about you came from Africa. You are on the same piece of land. That's why when Dominicans are like, we're not black, it's like, you sure? Like, are you sure? Because geography and history say otherwise, Pa. <laughs> and it's still happening. Yeah. It's still there. Um, no, you got you have uh Dominicans saying like, yeah, Dominicans who have problems with admitting that they're black and are like racist towards Haitians have a bigger problem than any of us. Like yeah. that's a real problem. That's that like self have. that's self hate. It is. That's self hate. It is. It's like denial. Yeah, that's what Dr. Umar was talking about the other day. He had a really good point. Uh, he had a really good point about that. He was just saying that, uh, fuck, Coonrod. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Coonrod. So, Sam Coonrod, who no one fucking knows, was the... So, during the protests and the uh, social justice stuff last season... He was the only member of the Giants. The Giants played a game, and everyone kneeled during the anthem, and he was the only one that stood up. Oh. And then uh, they went and dug up his tweets, and he had a bunch of racist tweets. Oh, it's a fuck you, Coonrod. Yeah, so, and everyone was like, oh, maybe he just loves the country. Look up his tweets. Nope. Bunch of racist shit. Fuck Obama, done other crazy shit. And I was like, all right, got it. Gotcha. Because once okay. you, because, like, every time, or close to every time, someone has, like, a problem with Obama. It's either some racist shit or it's just some, like, s- ignorant shit. Like, oh, he wasn't that good for the economy. This, that, and that. And it's like, bro, like, he inherited the second or third worst recession of all time. Like, what did you want the nigga to do? The housing market crashed and he came in. Right? That's what I'm saying. It's like, and we're back. Like, <laughs> like what's wrong with y'all? Was... And, and, and it's been proven historically time after time. Like, presidents only have a limited effect on the economic you know stability of the nation like it's really up to the people in the house and the senate more than anyone so and you know what's also crazy too people don't realize that like president's effects more than likely or more than uh uh i don't know i can't remember the fucking phrase right now but the president's like financial effects in the economy usually happen after their term Yes. Like, it doesn't go, they sign a bill, two weeks later, the economy's, like, doing what they want it to do. Correct. Like, 
people Correct. don't realize that. So I don't think it's that they don't realize it. It's just like it's easier to just be. Oh, an, that's an, it's just yeah, easier to be an idiot. I, ignorant. It's a hundred percent easier to be ignorant. Yeah, like you just they just chose idiocy instead of actually reading something because it's just you know it's not hard to find these things. Articles are free or they might be behind a paywall but look one dollar could save shave you save you from be, being an idiot so do the internet's it. a powerful thing folks yeah so do wow. with that information which you will about not being an idiot <laughs> uh but yeah so uh sam coonrod not a fan of black people or he's one of the people that uh think that black people just have everything handed to them or should just go back to their country even though we were brought here against our will 400 years ago and then told to make the best out of it, and then told to stop fucking complaining about everything. So, I don't really want to get into that anymore. That's just uh, not what I feel like doing right now. Yeah, no. Uh, so, getting back to waking up in the morning. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. i just be up, to be honest with you. Oh, more static. More. Yo, somebody hit somebody, man. Oh, yeah. I don't want to smoke with him. He's scary. He looks like he's on some fucking... Yo, he's not even hype, bro. He just he just yeah, walking, nah, bro. <laughs> yeah, I don't want no smoke with him, bro. He looks like he can throw knives. <laughs> like he's about to. <laughs> <laughs> he just got knives. Yeah, in his he's jersey. got a knife. He's got a knife in his glove. Yeah. <laughs> just got. Knives. Why are you tight, bro? Come on, like, bro. Players just be like f- fake with the smoke, That's... and then and then they get to the point where like the other player is actually tight. And then he's they tight. Sta- he's they, tight. they stand on the base. It's okay, bro. With the gloves. It's okay, bro. Like, what are you doing right now? Reese Hoskins, you fucking bitch. What are you doing right now? See, here's the bullpen. Yo, I'm out. spearing. Are you kidding me? They're standing together. <laughs> What's he doing over there? Bro, what do you say? I promise you, I remember one of the brawls. Oh, one, one of the brawls. One of the brawls we got into freshman year. I remember running in from the bullpen, and when we got in there, like, things were getting diffused, and I remember, I forgot what team it was, standing next to a guy on another team. I was like, what happened? He's like, I don't really, I wasn't paying attention. I said, bro, I wasn't either. <laughs> and then I gave him a lip, and then we just, like, walked back to the bullpen, our respective bullpens. It was a good time. But, like, my thing is this. They're down a run. Do you really think he's throwing at you? What is that? What is that, bro? But my thing is this. How do you look at him like that and then throw the bat and run, walk away? Like, he's going to be like, cool, bro. Bro, and it's not even like he missed on the pitch before. His arm slot is low three quarters. He throws a hundred. You don't think like they're down. They're pr- down a run. What do you what do you gain by yeah, this? Like, among other things. Like, come on. What know a, the situation. Bro, man. What, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, he's obviously not throwing at you. The Alvarado shit that was just that was blatant. I get that. But this is absurd. Like, you trying to start beef. If you're going to start beef, bro, be ready for my fist to connect with your nose. <laughs> Seriously. Or at, at least be ready for me to swing and miss. Like, try and dodge it or something. I just, I don't know. I feel like professional. Are, at- you, are you pushing the umpire out the way there? Like, are you just going at him? Nah. I'm that tight, bro, right now. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm on the mound, I might just fucking go. No, that's not how it works. What do you mean it's not how it works? I'm. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I thought they were... I thought they were kicking somebody out. I was about to say, bro, they're throwing out Castro for that. I mean, that's insane. But did you see that umpire look up at him? He was like, wait, wait. <laughs> Please bro, don't do this. Yeah, he, he looked mad scary. Yeah, I would have got out did, of his way. I would have been like, Yo, I need to tell him to chill. He wasn't yelling. <laughs> he wasn't yelling at all. He was just like, I'm here. Yeah, yeah, bro, that's the difference, man. 
He's a, he's a twig, too. Yeah, but he looks dangerous. Bro, he looks like he could slit your throat and you wouldn't even see it. You yeah, even one of those people that run, like, the Twitter businesses, uh, it's a woman that lives in Harlem. She did his locks. Like she, oh, she, yeah? Yeah, she, like, braided them and, like, moisturized them and shit. They look crazy. His locks are dead ass, like, two feet above his head. Two feet above? Oh, like, when they stretch it out? Yeah, bro. He's oh, got shit. mad hair. Mad hair. And he just be putting them into those tight-ass locks. I don't see how he puts it in the hat. You see it right now. It's just tight. Like that's like a that's look gotta, at it. You can see the back pulling right now, and yeah. he's got a he's got a uh, uh, is that a do rag wave cap? I don't know what, what you call that, bro. He's throwing skull frisbee. cap. I find that look. Uh, what look? The wave cap. Wave under? cap under the hat with the hair. I'm a fan of that look. I feel like it's very classy. Cause the hat's gonna mess up the hair. So I get why you do it, and then if you have it in tune, like Strowman's, uh, when he's got the cape rolled up, I like that look. I would have did that. They would have lit me. I'm, I'm a fan would, of that look. They would have never lit me up. Fucking mount. No. No. Somebody would have had a conniption. Yeah, somebody been like, is he wearing a do rag on the field? <laughs> Call the president. Call the president. It's crazy how fucking like stuffy college sports are though i can't wait to be a college coach because i'm gonna let my players just chill out i'm gonna i'm gonna be i'm gonna be the chillest coach but like when i'm mad it's hell yeah like it's actually like raining bullets see you later oh no yeah i'm definitely gonna be the uh i'm not gonna take the yelling approach not gonna do that oh i am you nah. kidding me i'm bro i'm getting people's faces but i'm not gonna be that's like, not gonna be the approach that's gonna be if i need to you're I'm gonna tell you to. once. You're gonna need to. You're gonna need to. These are college kids. Oh, it's, These are college one. kids. You're gonna have to. Yell I'm gonna them. tell you once, and if you cannot get it, I'm going to go from one end of the spectrum to the other. There is no middle ground. None. I'm just popping. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay, okay. Now I see what you're saying. Yeah. 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 I'm not building up. Nope. No build up. I, no, actually, no. there's no build up. I told you once. We're here. You are playing on a college team. I told you once, right? You saw everybody else do it in line in front of you. Were you not paying attention? All right. What do you? What concept are you? I was just an example. Let's just say PFPs or something. This is what happens. This is what happens when you start beef for no reason. Karma. And you got white <laughs> shit in your hair. Yo, Castro's tall as fuck, yeah, too. I didn't really. Yo, you see how Alonzo reached up to like oh, put his hand yeah. in the shoulder? Oh, yeah. Alonzo's what, like 6'3", 6'4"? Yeah, Alonzo's 6'1", six, six, no, Alonzo's 6'2", 6'3". Castro's like 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. Yeah, being that height, even as a twig, you're still a big dude. No matter what. Yeah. Oh, the new Eagles uh, D-line guy that we drafted, D.E. out of Louisiana Tech, benches 500. Nice. <laughs> Why'd you say it like that? Niggas <laughs> nah, are nice. Nah, nice. <laughs> the new Cardinals wide receiver squat at six hundred. He's five seven. Don't give me no bullshit about the fucking. He's short. Doesn't have to go down. Bro, that's six hundred pounds. No, no, no. no. I was talking to you. I was talking to our listeners. Oh, oh, oh. Bro. I know you understand the gravity of six hundred pounds, bro. As a man that's squatted four hundred and fifty pounds, six hundred is unfathomable. Because when <laughs> I squatted four hundred fifty, I was like, "Fuck this!" The whole time, never again. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, honestly, I think waking up just starts with what you do the night before. I read at least a page the night before my book. Because I'm gonna be honest with you, sometimes I get in bed and I'm beat. 
Like, I get in bed, and I feel like I'm about to just... It takes me no time to fall asleep. Yo, it used to. It used to take me a minute to fall asleep. Now nah, I just... Nope. Before, I'd have to be on my phone, mm-hmm. have to scroll through Twitter. That'll put me out. But now, nah, now I get into bed. My phone is already charged. Alarm is set. Glasses are off. Contacts out. And I hit that pillow, bro. I just read, like, a page, because sometimes I just... Like some sometimes I just throw my sometimes as soon as I put my phone down it's over like I can't, I'm out I can't read in bed I'm out I just I just take my book I have not a bunch of books on my nightstand I'll take like one read a page or two ponder it a little bit as soon as I turn off the light I'm out then I wake up and I just I just be I don't know I feel mad purposeful now because it's like gotta get going my man because if you don't the time's gonna get going you're gonna feel like a shit sack. And then it's going to be like 9 or 10 at night, and you're going to want to make up for that. Then you're not going to get any sleep, and then the cycle's going to be vicious. Because then the next day, you can't get up. So now I'm just like, yo, like, can't fuck around here. Because, like, sleep is so important. Like, I need to, if I get, because you got to think about it, right? We can function on, like, five to seven hours of no, sleep, No, I don't though. even think about that. When, you're, when they say eight hours of rest, they mean eight hours in bed. You're really only getting, like, six to six and a half hours yeah, of sleep. with the tossing, turning, waking up and shit. Yeah, 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 like, this whoop band has changed the way I look at sleep. Is that REM sleep? Does that tell you REM yes. sleep? Yes, it tells you everything. So that's six hours of REM sleep they're talking about? <clears throat> you only get, like, if you're on a good night, you only get maybe 25 to 30% of REM sleep. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so that's not even six hours. That's nah, only like two to three. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and if you're in bed for four hours, you might have got thirty minutes of REM sleep, if or an that, hour, or an that. hour. So you, yeah, that's if you got a good sleep. What's okay? So, like everybody talks about eight hours of sleep. We already cut that down to six with the tossing and turning. What is adequate REM sleep for the night? Like, what is that number? Oh, he's safe. Adequate is like twenty-five to thirty percent of uh. That's what you like, should shoot for every but night. But you want twenty five to thirty percent of eight hours, which is what, like two hours, maybe one, maybe two and a half, it's like three hours, yeah, yeah, of deep REM sleep where you're really in a fucking dream. Oh yeah, Boom. So I I need like adequate REM sleep because I honestly never thought about that. I was just thinking like eight hours of sleep, we can function as like adults after like twenty one on like five to seven hours of sleep. Granted, you're doing everything else right with your body, eating, like working out. Um, and shit like that. Exactly. So, my thing is, if I'm in bed for seven to eight hours at night, I'll be fine the next day. That's, oh, absolutely. That's reasonable. So, I'm thinking, like, you know, be in bed-ish by 11-ish, and then, you know, by mi- midnight at worst, go to sleep. Also, a lot of studies have shown that those people that fall asleep... Oh, my God. It throws 99? Jesus. Uh, if you fall asleep before midnight, you get a better night's sleep. For whatever reason, your body just your body clock works better that way. If you fall asleep hmm. before midnight, but even falling asleep half an hour later, leading you to you know twelve thirty one o'clock and then sleep. Even if you sleep till like nine, you just don't feel as well rested. I could definitely definitely see that because like there's been times I've woke up falling asleep at like ten ten thirty, and I've woken up at like six and I felt way I, and it's been the same as like eleven to seven, but I feel way better. Or like twelve to eight and I feel way better. A hundred percent. Oh boy, you got the Phillies fans activated. That ball was I mean You're not hitting that. Yeah. It's a hundred up in the zone. See, this is this is what I don't get about the people that say like there's so many strikeouts in the game now. It's like Bro, you're seeing a hundred every game as a hitter. I don't want to hear this whole shorten up and put the ball in play if you've never faced a hundred. 
Seriously, like, I'm actually getting a little sick of it. Not sick of it, but, like, tight at it. Because no one is accounting for this. No one ever says, oh, pitchers got way better, way faster. Brandon Nimmo, I'm sorry to cut you. Brandon Nimmo is uh, it's going awful this year, huh? He's nasty, bro. 9-10 OPS He's nasty. Bro, he's like a 450 OBP, which is on-base percentage for you guys. So if you guys don't follow me on Twitter. 450 OBP? Yeah. So if you guys don't follow me on Twitter, which is a mistake, real <laughs> underscore Evan Brown. Mistake Brand- to follow you or not follow you? Both. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Brandon Nimmo stan. He's just a savage, bro. He always gets on fucking base, and he has sneaky power. And that's a guy that is inherently valuable to your team at all times. He doesn't complain. He plays hard. He does whatever you ask him to do. And at the end of the day, he's going to get on base. And in baseball, that is an extremely valuable trait. If you haven't seen the, the movie Moneyball, you should go see that. He gets on base. He gets on base a lot. Getting and he doesn't make outs. Runs, and he's runs in, equal wins. And he's an adequate base runner as well. So I think Brandon Nimmo is the guy that, makes a, that puts a, a lineup together. He's the glue guy. This guy's going to have the same approach, the same at-bats. Every game. I'm calling this right now. Nimmo's going to walk and Lindor's going to hit a yak. It's going to be beautiful. <laughs> oh, I'd love to see that. Um, But like you were saying, yeah. So, guys are blowing 99. Wow. He's been walked. Oh, my God. Hard 90s. Yeah, he runs to first after every walk. Guys it- are blowing 99 on a regular now, right? On a regular, right? Not that they weren't doing it before. They weren't. This is on a regular. No, they weren't blowing 100 at a regular before. No, no, no. I'm saying not that they weren't doing it at all before. There were some guys that were, but this is on a regular. Oh, That's what I'm okay. saying. You yeah. can count on the next three guys you see out of the bullpen after the sixth inning are probably going to be 95+. plus. They are going to be 95+. plus. Think about Lefty or righty? Oof. Yeah, so... Right? No, no, no. 100%. 100% you have to bro. decide... Before that pitch comes, if you are swinging, there is no deciding at when the pitch is at forty feet. I mean, yeah, there is. Yeah, there is. That's wrong. That's a wrong statement. You, think you are so? deciding. You're not deciding before you're the pitch not, starts. Okay, okay, that's, you're, that's not what you're, I mean. That you, was a little excessive. You don't have the. You, you're, what you're saying, what you're trying to say, is that you don't have the option to just sit back and poke it the other way yes, because it's a hundred. That's what I'm saying. For the mo- guys aren't picking and choosing where they hit the ball. That's why. You teach proper bat path with a slight uppercut, so you have more of a chance of hitting it up in the air, which equals line drives, which equals home runs, right? Your hands are fast, and these guys are blowing 99. You don't need to swing out of your fucking shoes. They're supplying the power. Like, it doesn't make any sense. You are going to miss some. You're going to miss a lot. Fuck that. Some, you're going to miss a lot. I mean, I don't know. That's not how I see it. I see it as this. You might hit one ball that day. You don't want that ball to be a fucking, I'm trying to poke the ball through the right side. That's how I see it. Guys take the approach they do now because if you see a guy throwing 95 to 100, you just, you're just just not going to get a lot of opportunities to just put that ball in play. Basically, like, we just hitting the development of hitters in total is way behind pitching. And to not get too granular into it, People, pitchers, are using machines, tracking devices, uh, high-depth kinetic trackers and biomechanical things. Pitchers are, pitchers, I mean... Pitchers are being built in labs now. Pitchers are literally pitching naked. 
are literally pitching in their underwear with... Uh, yeah, that's the biomechanics. That's what I'm saying. With, with markers on with them. With markers to sense, on them. So they could see when their knee gets to a certain part. And you got to think about it. The majority of hitters... hitting hitter, Hitting instructors can't even agree if hitting the ball... If swinging up is a good idea. Yeah, I think it's just... I think it's a egregious oversight to act as if... Not only has baseball... You know, pitchers just gotten so far ahead of pretty much hitters in general just because hitters have just decided that oh we're just gonna sit back and throw our hands at the ball and do this and all the other bullshit and you guys might not be familiar with the vernacular of 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 baseball players and baseball coaches so i'll just put it simply as this some people are debating whether global warming is real and those are the hitters and pitchers are the people buying teslas that's the difference. Like hitting and people that hit baseballs are at least a decade behind pitching. And every year pitching just goes faster. Uh one of the guys, uh one of the baseball guys that on Twitter, Mike Petriello, he's like a reporter and he does a bunch of like other shit. He showed a graphic that there were four guys, four relievers. No, I'm sorry, two starters and two relievers that sat a hundred the other night. Sitting 100 means your average velocity was 100. That's absurd. Like, nigga, what? There's a guy that the Tampa Bay Rays called up, Shane McClanahan, 21 years old. Lefty. 101, tailing two-seamer. Like, Wicked movement. I just wish I could put – I wish I had VR goggles to send to everyone that watched this – that listened to this podcast and watched it, and then to everyone that's just a liar. Or just doesn't – understand the gravity of 100 miles per hour and just they could see it and not even try to hit it try to bunt it like it's just amazing to me that people are like oh it's just 100 like what are you talking about it's just 100 like you are making no sense shit Sadiq and I get got into an argument with the same person at this place we work at about this and it's just mind-boggling because it's like oh so well, let's just ignore common sense and just yell at the clouds because that's basically what people are doing it's just like, yeah, the 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 deciding to swing before the pitch is thrown, that was a completely wrong statement. That's not what I meant by that. So we already cleared that up. But, like, to, to more of that point, you don't have any more time. You have less time to decide now, right? So yeah. why not take your chance and make it the best chance you got to hit that pitch hardly, hard, sorry, hard, and a long way? I look. I agree, but I don't. I don't. You know. I don't really try to tone guys' swings as much as just make sure they're on time. Like if you want to swing savagely, I don't care. Just be on time. Yes. Which is just make sure you get into your launch position early. Make sure you're positioned. It's just the same thing as studying. Like, look. You, I use I use that uh, I use that fucking analogy. Actually, it's funny that you say that. I always, say, I always say literally. I would say to it's it's more of the. It's more of the younger kids I stress it to, but I say it to the older kids as like, as like a gimmick, as like, what do you do if you don't study, yeah. i.e. getting into your launch position, loading your hands, yeah, making sure your weight's in the proper uh, placement. Like, if you do not study, you are going to fail the test every time. Yep. In terms of baseball knowledge and technology, just baseball is just basically old men shaking their fists at the cloud. Like, all this launch angle and all the other shit. Like, everyone acts like this is some novel invention. And really, like, golf has been using this shit for decades. So, 
That's they have. That's uh that's an argument I made with someone else the other day. They were asking me how I felt about it. And I was like, we're just catching up to the 21st century. How do you feel about what? All Launch the, angle the, and other oh. stuff. And I was just like, we're just catching up. Like the game's gonna change so much in the next five years, you have no idea. Like you think you hate the game now? Wait till five years from now when things change even more. I mean, like, what did you expect? Scouts were gonna like still do the yeah. He looks good. Like we like his attitude. He loves baseball. Like. It's, Come on. It's funny because all these old school dudes say all this shit and just run their fucking mouths. And then it's like, bro, you can say whatever the fuck you want to say because MLB executives and people that make decisions are literally saying, like, how hard does he hit the ball? They're not asking if he can hit a, a fastball to the right side. You're asking that because you don't have any impact on it. But the guys giving million dollars out, they, they're looking at it. You know yeah, what I mean? So like- you don't matter. I think that's my – I think that's the main thing I've learned in the last five years. Like, if someone's arguing with technology – or math or science, just don't even waste your energy. Fuck it's just, them, it's just with like, them. it's also the fact like, like progress has never been stopped ever in anything. Never at any never. any point in time. Never. And ne- don't get me wrong, I do think over analytics definitely kills like intuition sometimes. But at the end of the day, like the analytics are what, like you just said, is making is making these teams hit talent-wise, you know, and projection-wise, you know, because once they get to the system or whatever team they get to, the coaches are already, like, groomed into, like, the Astros coaches aren't aren't coaching like the Royals coaches, you know, they're groomed into the Astros system, so the head of the player development is hitting on these players, and they're saying, all right, this guy's got this tool, this tool, this tool, he needs to work on this tool, this tool, this tool, this is how we do it. And they're just developing players. Like, it, the Astros hit. The Astros hit. And it's like, it, it, there's nothing. You can't argue with literal, like, that's disgusting. You can't argue with literal, like, progression. There's nothing you can argue with that. But people will. People, people will. will. Of, and course, I, and I, of course. They're I think, stuck in the old ways. And I think it's, it applies to everything. I don't think it's just baseball. I think it applies to business. I think it applies to medicine like you can you can argue about the old ways to do things and this that and the third and some people are going to argue with you and some people are just going to do it better than you do it or do what you say is not going to work and make it work like tesla i think tesla is the best example of that for the simple fact that people are like oh electric cars how are you going to charge them how are you going to do this how are you going to do that how are you going to do this how are you going to do that and elon was like i really don't know but uh i'm going to figure it out because you know burning gas at this rate is just unsustainable and it's just destroying our world. And now he's figured it out. And he is the second richest man in the world. So, look. You guys, like, people can say whatever they want to say. When he was working at the factory, all and he was li- he's basically living at the factory for months, sleeping under desks and doing all types of other weird shit. People are like, oh, is it a crackpot? Is, he, is it the end of the line? Is Tesla this, Tesla that? And it's like, if you can't see that guy working that hard and not be like, damn, like, they're going to make it. Because, like, this man is there every day, every night. Like, he is the hardest working man in that company. There's a reason he's the second richest man in the world. So, Didn't I... get his wealth in his 20s. So, for everybody rushing, relax. Side note. Sorry. Continue. No, I, I mean, I agree. I'm rushing to myself, though. So, easier said than done. 100%. But- but yeah, man. That so like I don't know. I you, they, those people used to bother me that argued with uh, like progress and stuff. But now I just don't care 
because they're just like those people are just gonna be. Obsol- you wasted your breath. They're just gonna be obsolete. Honestly, like we're just being frank with they're you. They're gonna the, phase out. Yeah, they're just gonna be completely phased out and gone. And it's just not good. They're no one's gonna remember them. I remember the the quote that I remember the most. Not I remember the most, but like haunts me is you go against progress and uh, ingenuity, and you will die nameless and faceless. Mm. And that's always how it goes. You're just a nobody. Like look at this idiot. <laughs> like think about when cars think about when cars dropped. What we have horses. Those shits ain't gonna work. Where's that idiot? Because <laughs> that I remember reading that. Forgotten. Yeah. Forgotten. You will die nameless and faceless in the depths of eternity. And if you really think about it, there's seven billion or eight billion people on this earth right now. And what the fuck? Like yo, you really can die faceless and nameless, living a good life. Like, imagine being the idiot arguing against common sense just because you think you're right. Like, holy yep. shit. Yep. Then you're really nobody. That's what I'm saying. N- niggas always want to invent shit. Like you sent the other day. Like, don't try to invent something. Just try and solve a problem and think really hard about it. Like, but that's it. No one ever wants to solve a problem. No one, think- no one thinks about how the problem's evolved. It's always just like, this is the problem. Now I'm going to solve it with this old school method. And no one thinks about it like that. And it's crazy. Like this vaccine shit. This vaccine shit's actually gotten me upset. <laughs> so I just, uh, I just learned the other day, um, like b- beyond the fact that coronavirus hit the world, so the world's scientists were trying to get a vaccine. Like beyond that, yeah. Uh, so like the stuff that they order for like uh, trials and tests and experiments and shit like that, uh-huh. uh like that shit costs money. Like bread. It does. Right? And labs, obviously, only have a certain amount of money allocated towards, you know, certain whatever. Their budget. Right? They have a budget. Um, And they're not getting it from, like, a supplier at their, let's just say it's Columbia, right? They're mm-hmm. not, Columbia is not supplying the materials to Columbia's labs. Correct. Right? Correct. So, when you think about it, the world scientists, right? We're working on this. The world's suppliers of all this medical equipment that the scientists need, like the whatever, I don't know what they call it, but the needles and the test tubes and all that other stuff mm-hmm. to get to this vaccine now, they were <clears throat> expediting that stuff, right? Regardless of what it costs, they were like, listen, you're going to get your money because we need this shit. Obviously, right? We're going to pay you. So it's like that stuff was getting expedited. On top of the world needing all of it. So it was like that stuff was at on hand. Readily available. Right? Might have not have been readily available to, to Evidence Sadiq Labs in East Elmhurst. But like Columbia Medical. Like uh, institutes in like London and you know India. Not, not maybe, uh, India even. Like Europe and shit. Like, like those institutes, the big institutes, they were getting that shit. Yeah. You know, readily available at any point. So it was like, why are you still questioning, like, if this is safe or not? Do not get me wrong. People will have side effects. People's bodies are different. That's how it works. Like, you're have using, you you're never? Using, you've already fucked up because you're using common sense. Like, it's clear. It's <laughs> fucked up. You're right. Yeah, I'm wasting breath. I'm running out of breath, actually. <laughs> like, bro, I'm actually kind of tired. I don't even, yo, when people say they're not taking a the vaccine, they don't trust it, I'd be like, okay, why, like, why would I argue with you about that? Why would I care? 
My barber said he's not getting it. Don't trust it. Am I going to argue with the man? That man been on earth for like 60 plus years. If he don't want to do it, he don't got to do it. Nope. But if you ask me my opinion, I'm going to be like, yes, I trust it. Like, it's a vaccine. It's not 100% effective. No vaccine that's ever been pr- created has ever been 100%. And niggas are flipped because they take the vaccine and they feel a little sick. You are putting part of the virus. That's crazy. That's crazy. Because when I saw that, I was like, yo, y'all niggas is dumb. Because they have said this since we've been little. And I'm actually lying. It's Well, it is a part of the virus. But the way that the, the vaccine is literally putting the uh the protein that the virus uses to infiltrate your cells into your body that's what the vaccine is doing but in any case the white blood cells are saying to themselves this is not supposed to be here we gotta go to war we gotta pop off but that not even the fact that people are that dumb what gets me is that people are just like how did uh how they create this vaccine so fast like do you not see this being a global issue? Like, where <laughs> Yo, have you been? Where have you been? Nigga? Evan and Sadiq Labs created this right now. <laughs> and the world just distributed it. Like, what is wrong with y'all? Like, it's oh like this was God. literally the globe's problem. This wasn't, like, our problem. That's still wild. That's this still was wild. the globe's problem. It still blows my mind that we were in a pandemic. They shut the world down. And people are like, how did they figure it out? The whole world was trying to figure it out. <laughs> it's not three people it's tens of thousands of scientists and companies with money trying to get to the head of this and you're saying how they do this so fast is suspicious pfizer's already like (sighs) pfizer's already the biggest pharmaceutical is it the biggest pharmaceutical company in the world or just the u.s i pfizer's fucking big bro yeah there we go like that's that's the main pfizer's massive (laughs) right like did you know that the spiral they had rented out the spiral is a building in the Hudson Yards yes. section of New York City, um, and is the uh, if I'm not mistaken, don't quote me on this, the largest development in New York City currently. They rented out 26 floors of that building, or bought it. Yes, yes. Before the building that. was built. Yes, I like it was that. on the draw. It was on the contractual drawings. Yeah, I remember. Pfizer's. Seeing I remember seeing that. I remember seeing that. It, that was crazy. What 26 floors. It wasn't like they got like the thirteenth and was like, "Yeah, we'll call. Well, we're good here. Give me twenty six of those, Jones." Like what? You have money to buy real estate in the in the New York City's biggest development currently. New York City, New York City, Hudson Yards, right? Bro, and that's... people are still questioning. But hold on, hold on. Like, but we got to give these people some clearance on the building because they don't understand what that means. Because people aren't ignorant but people don't understand what things like that mean so let's put it like this for an example that's 26 floors in the biggest development in new york city in hudson yards which is probably the most expensive if not the top 10 most expensive commercial real estate in in the united states yeah that building was a 60 something floors by the way yeah so comparatively they bought half of that building without adding for the fact that they're going to need their own cafeteria and their own specific pfizer amenities Rent for each of those floors is at a minimum of probably ten to twenty thousand dollars a month. So if you want to, if we want to just make things neat, that's a hundred thousand dollars a month for those floors, and that's at the very lowest baseline because I'm pretty sure those floors are more than ten ten thousand dollars each. Ten thousand, bro, it's not even close. So let's all right. So do you know the number? I don't, but that's a that's a. 
So let's just minimum. Look, that, that's a that's a that's a tidy number. So let's say ten thousand times twenty six floors. That's two hundred sixty thousand dollars a month for their space. Not that's, adding not adding rent. in utilities, rent. amenities, and cafeteria. And we're lowballing this because I'm pretty sure they said it's about twenty five k. But I just I don't I don't remember. Yeah, you know not, things yeah. can change. So let's times that by twelve. That's three million dollars a year just for those floors, not including rent and everything else. Then you got to add in the fact that when you sign a commercial lease for that many floors, you don't sign it for five years. It's not an apartment. That's for twenty years. Yeah. So at the, so let's just put it like this. Pfizer probably gave the developers of that building one hundred to two hundred million dollars for space that wasn't even built yet. So wasn't even built. they have the money, but <laughs> I just I don't I don't know, bro. I just it, it puzzles me that people think that they know more than scientists and doctors. And I can understand if you Never say like that. science is always changing, fair, but like I, like, I know people, and I have family members that are doctors and nurses that have been to medical school for four to eight years or whatever you have to do to be a doctor, because I just don't know, honestly. I don't want to know. I think it's eight years, and then there's residency the last two. But look, regardless, these people are getting the vaccine. They got it before we did. So what do you think that you know in your simple mind that they don't know? And I want to be honest with you. I really, really want to know what you think you know better than them. You know what it and is? And then I want to know. <laughs> and then I want to know. A lot of no's. Then I want to know why you think that the governments are actively trying to harm us with this. Because that's the craziest shit. Like, I'm not even going to address the whole they're micro-tracking us and changing our RNA. Because... You have it. The person saying that has a smartphone. If you have a smartphone, you're being tracked at all times. So to think that anything else is different, you're just an idiot. You swipe your credit card three times a day. Like, if you have a social, look, I'm put it like this if you have a social security number and a phone number with a wireless carrier, I don't, I'm not really, you, you shouldn't be that worried about being tracked because you already are. Yes. And with the, with not the, gonna lie to you though, I did cut open my mask the other day. To check if there was a microchip in it. <laughs> I had never done that. Your like, mask? Yeah. You never seen that? That video? There's a video on on uh, Twitter, IG, yeah. where somebody cuts open like the side of the mask and they open it up and like a microchip falls out. Okay. I just, I, I, I had seven masks on my desk and I was like, I could spare one. Let's see what happens. There was no microchip. Just to, just to let you know. Yeah. I just, like things on that, <laughs> things like that just don't worry me because like... I have an I have a iPhone. I have a credit card that I use. I'm just not hard to find. Like if someone wanted to find me, I'm not difficult to find. I'm here. I have my addresses listed. Like I pay my taxes. It's just not a. Uh, it's not hard to find me, and it's not really hard to find anyone. And so the government is already looking at you without your permission anyway. I just I don't know. I so, just don't. That I just mean, that blows my mind because it's like why Snowden? Like that was the whole yeah, I gotta Snowden watch conspiracy. I gotta watch that movie. Oh, you haven't seen it yet? Oh shit! I know you you talked about it multiple times, and I yeah. feel like I like that movie. But we talked about this. So look, it, if you think you're so important that the government needs to track you, I mean, more power to you. But that's just I one there were you ain't shit. Yeah, one you ain't shit. Two, they were probably <laughs> were already tracking you. But that's <laughs> and they figured out you weren't shit. That's why they haven't contacted you yet. They figured yeah. out this guy's a moron. Let's just leave him be, and he'll be all right. Yeah, but you know what conspiracy theory I actually do uh, 
buy stock in now. What? The uh the testosterone uh conspiracy. Which is that the government has well not the government, but eh, the government. But I w- I can't even say the government. I would say that it is in the best interest of the people in control of our societies for men to have lower testosterone because lower testosterone creates more docile men. I will say that I do actually have some some credence in that of uh, conspiracy theory because I read I read an article the other day that said that basically uh, men that are 21 to 25 now have the, the average man 21 to 25 has the testosterone of a 70 or 60 to 70 year old man from 50 years ago the same levels of testosterone testosterone and that's been like tested by medical studies not just a fucking estimate like there were studies in there of medical journals and that men growing up just have lower testosterone now because like I mean, they were saying some other stuff, like, oh, they don't let kids fight and shit. And I don't think that's it. But more that just kids are more coddled now. Like, diets have changed a lot. You know, uh, growing up, you know, you had meat with every meal. Yeah. There was no, oh, we're having tofu tonight. Oh, we're doing this substitute. It's like, nah, bro. Like, it's chicken, steak, or pork. Like, you're having meat. You're going to have some potatoes. And you're going to have vegetables. That's and rice. Yeah. And you're going to have rice. You feel me? There was none of this vegan shit going on. Yeah, you facts, feel me? Huh? Yeah, this is true. And as 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 good as like this vegan food could be for your body, like the lowering in testosterone has been proven by many studies. And I hmm. think that's I think that is more dangerous than anything. That and uh, the environment being eroded are the most dangerous things. Because I do have to say the testosterone thing is very scary. Because think about <coughs> it, we eat like in this country we eat a shit ton of processed food. Everyone's talking about going vegan, being vegetarian, pescatarian. I don't eat that much red meat. And no one really knows why they should be eating red meat or less of it. No one realizes that you feel shitty after your meal, not because you ate steak, potatoes, and veggies. It's because you ate steak, a steak that had 25 grams of protein, and then you ate twice that proportion of potatoes. And then you also ate like shit earlier. You didn't sleep before. You've been on your phone all day, which drained your eyes and made you sleepy. Then you ate this meal at the end of the day, and now you feel sluggish. You know what I'm saying? Because personally, I never feel less energetic than when I only eat, like, salads and vegetarian meals. Like, and I eat salads and shit like that, but if I go get a salad with, like, chicken, and I eat that, not only am I not full, but I'm just like, all right, I have, like, no energy. Like I'm really? No, that's the opposite for me. I don't have any energy. I got to pack a salad. Like, I can't eat a salad without a protein. I put mad stuff in it, and yeah, I, that's it's, it's just not the same. But I'm telling you, like, if, for instance, if I take, let's say I'm in the crib, and, like, let's just say I take some roast, some Angus roast beef that I bought, yeah. and I make and I make eggs in the, in the Angus roast beef, which is just basically steak and, like, it was just, it's basically just eggs and uh, a Philly cheesesteak, yeah. like the meat from that. Or if you want to call it steak and eggs, it's, like, a different version of that. And I have that, and I'm, like, I'm charged up. I feel, like, satiated. I'm ready to go. But if I just had like I don't know avocado avocado toast or something, it just it just doesn't hit for me like that. Oh yeah, no, that's nah. weak. But but I'm saying like these that's are the weak. these are the things people are doing. Just like they said, oh, 
uh, eggs are bad for your heart because of cholesterol. It's like, no. It's, Duh, it's nigga, be- but it, I mean, like, don't eat 70 of them a week. I mean, I eat a shit ton of eggs. And okay, my, my also, blood pressure is great. Those people are also eating 70 eggs, sitting in an office chair for seven days a week, yes. not eight hours yes. a day, and not yes. working out. Not only is it that, they're waking up, eating eggs. Well, not eating, not only eating eggs, but eating a shit ton of food, including eggs, in the morning. And then not doing anything, not being mobile. And then they're cooking the eggs in lard or some like unhealthy yeah, shit back in the day. It's a shit ton of like, butter. Like lard is crazy. Look, I use butter for my eggs, but this is my thing. I use like organic salted butter or like organic unsalted butter. That lard shit was crazy back then. But lard is like actual animal fat. Yeah, like bro. why? It's crazy because people are like, I don't know why I'm unhealthy. It's like because you just took a slab of fat off that pig and you put have- it in the pan and cooked everything with it. That's why you feel bad. <laughs> It's not hard. Like you I ever, can tell you that. You ever heard of Crisco? Yeah. My grandmother still uses Crisco to cook. She still does to k- cook her like roti and stuff. She's yeah, old bro. school. She's old school. Oh, as hell. She got the blue can of the Crisco, bro. And yeah, bro. She's old school as hell, bro. That shit's thick. Yeah. Nah, I see my. That roti be fucking busting. Woo. Busting though. Busting though. I gotta say that. I don't even my eat gr- it no more. I, I can't. I can't. One roti, bro. I used to eat. I used to eat maybe like, like two rotis easy. Yeah. Right. But that was just me, like not, not caring about anything before. And now, like along with my mindset, it's literally just been, I eat two rotis with like curry or stew or anything like that, and I'm just bloated. Number one, and it's carrying over to the next day, and I could like, there's been a visible and like scalable difference. Oh my. To like, for like body fat and visceral fat. That's how I feel about uh. Milk, like from a cow. I gotta say, I love milk so much. Yo, I'm still gonna drink milk, but I do say, I do gotta say, you know, if I drink a lot of milk in a day, or if I have like, let's say, a protein shake or with milk, and then I use milk for something else, I do feel different the next day. I do feel impacted by. I'm like, hmm, like really? Oh, aren't you part lactose? Yeah, I am also lactose intolerant. Yeah, (laughs) not part. I'm. I am lactose intolerant. Oh, fully. Okay, there goes. I just don't give a damn. (laughs) Fair enough. I buy the. uh, what is it? And like, I sometimes I get the lactate, but I really like the Fairlife milk okay. because that milk is very tasty. Lactate's good. Oh no, it's lactate's tolerant milk. Yeah, oh, okay. lactate's good, but uh, Fairlife is uh like this very like they treat their cows good and it's very high in protein. Like I think every glass is like twelve to fifteen grams of protein. That's a lot. That's that's crazy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like. I think it's the highest grade milk on the market, personally. Hmm. So I usually just get that because it doesn't really affect me. I just feel like kind of bloated the next day. But I got to say, like, if I use oat milk instead, Matt's move. Matt's move. Like, I do, I really much enjoy oat milk. Oat milk is a little weird to me. I don't like the taste. Oh, well, by itself, I wouldn't drink a glass of oat milk. Yeah, but if I'm using, I might use it for, if I make me if out. I make pancakes. Oh, that's different. Or as like, a, as like a bonder or something? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't let oh, my I kids, I wouldn't I let my kids drink it, but I would drink it. Because huh. I want my kids to grow. Yeah. You feel me? But I'm 25 years old. You know, I I'm not trying to get uh, much bigger than I am now. Fat right now. <laughs> <laughs> just say it, fat. Yeah, I'm just having a good time. So at my current size, and I'm just trying to get shredded as fuck, honestly. Uh, and now it's getting hot, so I'm gonna start running, which I'm not pumped for. But whatever. <laughs> Never pumped for running ever. Nah, but it's getting hot, and if I yo, I'm not gonna lie to you. Like running does get you in OD good shape. Like if I yo, I could run. Bust out a calisthenics workout two or three times a week and just be like, yo. You know what it is? You uh, 
you put your body into that state, into that uh, uh, ketosis. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, um, and I do feel like running helps my body stay in that state. Like even if I'm doing 15 to 20 minutes, but my body knows that at some point during the day I'm gonna put a heavy ass hoodie on, or just a hoodie, because in the summer it really doesn't matter. I'm gonna put a hoodie on, put the hood on, tighten the hood around my face. And just run for like 20 minutes. Like, that'd be like, you know what that is to me? That feels like the the morning stomach. Mm. You know when you wake up in the morning mm-hmm. and your stomach be on mm-hmm. flat, flat? You're like, <laughs> yeah, this is where I need to go. That's what that feels like after that run. Well, that's uh, that's uh, th- that's why you do cardio before your workout. So, cardio jumpstarts your body. And so when you start running or you start doing cardio, like intense cardio or somewhat intense cardio, your body your body says to itself, okay, I'm going to start fueling. I'm going to start fueling you now to continue this exercise. Mm-hmm. So it just starts burning because weightlifting burns, uh, burns like calories and fat in a very, very much different way. So your body is just using that strength for a few moments and then stopping. Cardio is constant, you know. Yeah. If you're running for 10 minutes, like, that's 10 minutes of just body feeding itself. Yeah. So once you do that, then the body's on go. And then you work out afterwards and the body's like, oh, shit, now we got to transfer it. Because, mm-hmm. like, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, in the pandemic, I got to say, when, like, I ran, there was, like, a three- or four-week period where I was running, like, literally every day and just, like, going crazy because it was, like, peak pandemic and I was losing my shit do. inside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, bro, I was in fucking probably one of the best shapes of my life because I was only doing calisthenics and running. Yeah. But I was going hard with that shit. But, like, that shit wasn't fun. It was just the only thing I could do. Like, I was sick of it. It was, like, bro, I can't. I never liked running. It's like I can't go to the park and do another set of pull-ups today. Like no. I've just had enough. <laughs> <laughs> like I've I've had it. Like I've done three hundred push-ups today. I'm losing my shit. <laughs> Hopefully we never get into that time again. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I definitely feel like the uh, the the state of ketosis is brought on. Is that what it's called? Ketosis. I think, so. I think ketosis. So. Hopefully, hopefully I'm saying it right, and it is right. Yeah, but whatever it is, either way, you should start your workout with 10 to 15 minutes of cardio. Running, I, I'd use the stairs because I'm trying to tone these legs up, man. Because there will be a lot of short shorts worn this summer. You dig? Yes. So ketosis is what I was referencing as the uh, burning of fat in your body. And uh, uh, cardio does that, to, for me anyway. Yeah. Um, cause I'd be feeling like even at, even like in college when I was at like peak athletic form and I could, uh, I could run for a, a while, I'd be feeling and I could breathe better. Yes. Like I just yes. felt like I was dying after every like run. Like there was no run where I was just like, yeah, I feel good. No, nah, I'm not going to lie. That runner's high is real because I definitely felt crazy. During the run. During the run, yes. During the run, I feel like I can conquer the world. But after I stop and I have to, like, catch my breath, oh, it's the worst feeling. I swear to God, bro, I've never, not one time have I ever stopped running and been like, I feel good. Every time I stop running, I'm just like, fucking, oh, I might okay. die. Okay, nah. So that's, like, right after. Yeah, that's then, what I'm Then, like, three minutes after, you're like, oh, I feel great. Then that's when like when every, I catch my breath and, and you get some water. Yes, then yes, it's like yes, yeah, yes, nah. Yes. During it, it's death. 
That's nah, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Like, if you've ever seen me running on Northern Boulevard or Astoria Boulevard, you can see the pain in my eyes, bro. It's painful, bro. <laughs> Dude, I do it. And yo, it's literally like I start off my run so good. The first two minutes, I got a good song. <laughs> the I'm first going, two minutes, and then I change the song, and then I'm just like, ah, gotta ha- gotta have a good playlist for the run. You can't be fiddling with songs on a run. I know, but you know what fucks me up? Like sometimes I get too charged up. <laughs> oh, you be hitting that run speedy. <laughs> Five I, minutes. I in. start off moving, and then I'm like, I can't keep this pace yeah, up. <laughs> that's what it is. I haven't learned to like pace my. There was no like. In college, it was like, you got to get this bitch done yeah, as fast it was as a you race. can, so I'm going to just go. Nah, somebody told me that you should run to like old old like oldies music, like old school shit, like smooth shit, because then you just have a nice tempo, and I'm going to try that mm. from now on, because that might be it, That's because I'm not going to lie, like, when I'm working in the crib, that's usually what I listen to, I'm listening like old school, I don't be listening to like a lot of like hip-hop and, and like rap and shit in trapping. the crib. Nah, like not when I'm working. Like it just it takes me all mentally off my game. Like I'm not gonna kid you. I was bumping Luther Vandross for like three hours the other day. Did you get a lot of work done? Hell yeah, Luther was going crazy. Oh, you! T- I saw you did tweet that uh, Luther decided to go into the studio and never miss. Yeah, just decided. He was just like, <laughs> I'm not gonna make bad music. I'm just not gonna do it because he like yo. Like, I was going through music. I'm like, every song is a banger. In every song, I kind of know what is this <laughs> like, bro. That's crazy to me. Have that, you listened to Luther Vandross on any runs? Not yet. That's definitely going to happen. Go. Definitely going to happen. Definitely going to happen. I just don't... I got to say, man, when old people be like, yo, music was better in my day, I agree. Music now is more interesting, but music back then was... That's a good word. Like, interesting. Yeah, music has reached definitely different like ranges and, you know, uh, what is it? Inspirations. But, like, can you imagine in one year you get a Luther Vandross CD, a Michael Jackson CD, a Prince CD, Isley Brothers CD? Like, that's crazy to me that that all could be within the same year. And those are bangers. And those like, are bangers. And, and you didn't even realize it then, but you were going to get two, two to three songs from each of them. That was just a classic for life. So You're I just... You're never going to stop hearing yes, that song. Huh? You were never gonna stop hearing that song ever. Yeah, like, like you remember never too much coming out, and you just realize like, oh, this is a song we'll hear for the next fifty years. We're gonna go back to a thriller. Never too much. Never too much. Never too much. Thriller. You never. My my great 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 oh great goodness. great great grandkids will know what thriller is. Yo, let me tell you something. If my kids tell me Michael Jackson ain't slap. I'm slapping the fuck out of him. Yeah. Or if he don't got no slaps, I'll literally be like... Are you sleeping on the porch? Are you serious? Until you realize it. Put the Thriller album on now. And I'm definitely making them watch that video. Scaring the fuck out of them. Facts. When they're little, too. When they're little, they'll be like, what Facts. the fuck? I was scared as fuck of that video. That video was creepy. Yeah. OD. Yeah. When he turned into one of them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was OD. But that dance is heat. Nah, he went crazy. He went crazy. Like, he's just... Like, don't get me wrong. I Like, for instance, Chris Brown, right? I fuck with Chris Brown. Chris Brown, cool. Like, <coughs> Chris Brown did his thing. He's had a long career, right? Chris Brown don't got a single song that could go against that Thriller album. Not one song. Now, he don't got a single song that could go against any song on that album. I don't... Do you think anybody has a single song that can go against? I mean, some R&B singers have, like, a song. Like, I would say... 
D'Angelo has like one or two songs that can go. I don't go. Even know who that is. <laughs> so D'Angelo is a uh, R&B singer. He's yo. So he's an R&B singer. He's basically like imagine a more brolic, less uh less creepy Trey songs. And basically, okay. he, he basically he dropped an R&B R&B album that like everyone was like holy shit like best album of the old. year. Old. Oh, he's old. Yeah, older guy. Older guy. He's from the nineties, right? So basically, he dropped his album, right, full of bangers, very good album, and then he dropped a second one that was pretty good, and then he just disappeared. Gone. Never dropped another one? Nope. He just dropped something like last year. That's why when he did the verses, this is what he looks like. He's got cornrows. Yeah, so he dropped, what is it? Yeah, he just dropped Black Messiah. Brown Sugar? The last shit he dropped, yeah, Brown Sugar. So Brown Sugar was his debut in 95, right? Yo, that whole 10 songs, bro, immaculate. Deadass. Like, shit damn motherfucker goes crazy. Smooth, crazy. Cruise, oh, like, this whole thing is crazy. Let's be honest here. What about Voodoo? Have you, have you heard that? Voodoo one? was good. Voodoo, Voodoo was good. good. That was his, so, but look at look at the time, though. So, ninety, he dropped that in 95, right? Yep. Five, he didn't drop anything else until five years later in 2000, and that was it. He dropped Voodoo, which was good, and that was it. Then he dropped Black Messiah in 2014, and that was it. Three albums, bro. Three albums. He he dropped a single in 2019, actually. Unshaken. Yo. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I don't to, know. I'm about to listen to him on the way home. Yo, see what's I'm up. telling you, man. That Brown Sugar album goes crazy. Brown Sugar itself. But that's what I'm saying. Like, D'Angelo, out of his whole catalog, might have one song or two songs that could go up against anything that Michael has on the Thriller album. And then Michael will probably still win. Huh. I'm just talking about being in the arena. I ain't talking about winning. Yeah. Getting an invite. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, like, Might no one's even, up. like, if there was a draft of greatest songs, like, most most people aren't getting an invitation. You know what I'm saying? Like, I fuck with Chris Brown heavy, but, like, what was it? She Ain't You is a banger, but at the same time. It's it's a modern banger. It's not like a, and when I say modern, it's like a, like a 2010 to 2015 modern banger but it doesn't feel it doesn't feel like the magnitude of michael that's what i'm saying michael's thriller was going to be and and obviously we weren't in that era but like people knew it back then like i'm going to listen to this like my kids are going to listen to this it felt monumental that's it felt, it, it felt generational it felt monumental like it was going to transcend mm-hmm. is what it did like mm-hmm. she ain't you is definitely a banger is it going to transcend uh I'm not going to say yes or no, but it's a fact that I'm not going to say yes or no. That just tells me it's not even in the arena of Thriller. It's not. It's not. You know? Yeah, well, you know, some people get drafted, invited to the draft. Some people don't. And uh, some people's football teams draft the Heisman winner and some people's don't. <laughs> <laughs> some people's football teams trade up to let the other team in their division draft the Heisman Yeah, you guys put a black bag over the Chicago Bears' head and said, I'm going to just take things from this room, and uh, if you know what they are... You can get them back. If you don't know what we took, they're ours now. And the Bears was like, okay. And then the Bears left the room afterwards. So you just took everything. <laughs> <laughs> so some of you might know what's going on. Most oh, of you Michael probably Taylor. won't. So basically, he went to your high school, right? Nah, he took BP at my high school one oh. time. Yeah. So in other words, 
what that means is is my team, the Philadelphia motherfucking Eagles, traded up with the Dallas Cowboys. We gave him a third-round pick, and we took Devontae Smith, who won the Heisman and is about 170 pounds of just pure filth. Devontae Adams, one of the two or three best receivers in football, said, if you misspell my name, spell it like Devontae's because he's the truth. He's about to rip it up. That's high praise. And I actually fuck with football players a lot for that because football players always show each other love. Like, football players be big up in each other all the time. And I always love it because I feel like a lot of dudes in other sports don't be doing that. New kids come up and be like, oh, he ain't that good. Or they need to pay their dues. Nah, football dudes be like, yo, he give, baseball's him, definitely like give that. him his flowers now. Yeah, baseball's definitely like that. Basketball's basketball's not like that. Basketball's a little more football-y. Yo, nah, basketball? You kidding me? Bro, LeBron was, would be at, like, high school kids' games talking about this kid's the truth. Like, they do that shit all I fuck with basketball for doing that, too. Yeah. I just feel like basketball is a, is a sport where hard work matters the least because it's like, bro, it don't matter. If you're, if you're 5'10 and you can't jump, you can shoot in the gym all day and run around and do whatever the fuck you want. You're just, you're just probably not going to get picked up. But that 6'5 dude that can jump out the gym and defend is probably going to get a million shots to develop offense. Yeah, You know? Like in football, if you're a 5'9 dude, you can develop a little bit more speed. You can like make things happen. Like you might not be a star. Don't Cardinals drafted uh, uh like what you said that five seven dude right five seven What's yeah like yeah. bro five seven dude like who we got in the NBA? There's one person Isaiah Thomas and that dude from Europe that I can't pronounce his last name, and he's <laughs> five, like five ten five eleven. He's like this. It's he's this uh, dude from the Euro League. That's mad scrappy. He's a great passer. He don't score like that, but he's just vicious. Okay. Like uh, who is it? Who's he play for? He plays for the. Uh, I want to say. I want to say he plays for the Mavericks. I want to say he plays for the. Ma- no, he plays for the Nuggets. Okay. But uh, let me look him. Let, let me look him up right now. But the reason I remember him so vividly is because. Uh, do you know who Stan Van Gundy is? Yes, he was the coach of the Magic. Yes, correct. So yeah. he was on a podcast, and they were talking about him, and they were like, "Hold on, let me find his name so I can give this man some respect." Oh, you're a fan of him. Fasundo Campazzo. Italian. Yes. Oh. So he's from the Euro League, and the Euro League is renowned for being like really tough and scrappy, and they actually fight. It's not like the NBA where they push, they actually like fist, fisticuffs. Yeah. Oh, shit. yeah, so Van Gundy was basically like, uh, that's like the toughest player I've ever played against. Oh, shit. He was like, he's literally like, he's the toughest son of a bitch I've ever had to face. Like, he's, Good he, he's, he's like, he's nasty. He's smart. He knows how to play the game. And like, he's generally just like, he has a mean streak for anyone he plays against. He said, I remember seeing him in the hotel every day and we'd speak. And then the day that we played each other, like, I looked at, looked, at, looked at him in his eyes in the hallway, like going to breakfast because they all like were in the same hotel. And the guy like looked at him and like just basically just told him to fuck off. Like that morning at like seven a.m. <laughs> and was just and Respect. he yeah like he was like yo he loves it. He, he's like I love him yeah <laughs> Fact. this is business now yeah he's he just basically oh, bangs like, yeah. with that nah he yo he's tough man he's made some crazy ass passes huh but yeah but like that dude like that's it you know the NBA if, if you're not those sizes like bro I'm a short dude in the NBA yeah I'm six foot two. Like, if I go to an NBA locker room, I'm probably the shortest, if not one of the shortest guys in there. And I'm taller than most human beings. So. Basketball is obviously a yeah. tall game. So No. 100%. Look, it is what it is. Yeah. You know, you can't be mad at it. But. <laughs> You're not tall, don't go into basketball. <laughs> yo. Simple. Si- yo, it's crazy. Because kids Simple. just. Kids don't be thinking. 
<laughs> kids be like five seven, their dad's five nine. Like, yeah, I want to play D one, do this, and it's like, dog, like you're good at other sports. Just play those. Like, be, make make it make sense. Feel me? Like, if you're good at another sport, why don't you just try to do that? Like, why not? Why complicate this? Yeah, I don't understand. Right? I don't understand. I, I mean, I get it. I like I like the the. I don't know what do you call that the the pride, like I like the pride and like the go go getterness I guess but it's like at some point you gotta just put your energy towards something that makes sense especially if it becomes like you're draftable in like football and baseball and you're like five nine five ten like yeah. and you st- and you want to go to basketball like I get that but it's also and mind you. It's not my fucking life, so I can give a fuck what you do. <laughs> but it's also like, this is what makes the most sense. You know what it is? To me... Odor was another bomb today, man. Yeah. Love him. Love yeah. the dynamic he brings. Yeah, he, uh, They were saying that he brings a toughness to the Yankees that they didn't I did have. see that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do agree. He's, they said regardless of what his stats are, he brings that, uh, that dynamic to the team, which just might help in general. It will. I think the Yankees are a soft-ass team. They are. They are. Like, there's no one on that team. Like, even Garrett Cole. Like, Garrett Cole is just, like, the guy, like, this is his pitching persona. <gasps> we talked about it. They they look mean, but they're not intimidating. Well, Garrett Cole looks mean. Everyone else on that team is, like, just like they're not bad dudes. It's just, like, there's certain players you play that play with an edge, and you're like, oh, shit. Like, yeah. like for instance, the Astros. Like, you can say whatever you want about the cheating scandal or other shit. Like, when you play that team, they play with a fucking edge. Like, Correa, Bregman, Altuve, Yuli Gurriel. Like Lance McCullers, like that team plays with a fucking edge, bro. Like you they go play and, with a chip, yo. You go in a fucking battle, bro. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, there's some dudes that play with an edge, and you know that's not something I feel like you can you can develop it. But I feel like it's just who you are. Like you either play with an edge with that intensity or you don't. And the I don't think the Yankees have an edge, you know, besides Chapman. But Chapman throws one inning, if if that if that. Yeah. So they look very the Yankees are not uh No. They're not uh what's the word? It's they're not scrappy. They're no, it's not that they're all. not scrappy. They're not uh they're not fearsome more than they just are good. You know? I, I like you say, play them and you're like, Yeah, you're good and everyone on this team is paid and you're the Yankees. But it's not like oh shit, like they're gonna beat our brains out mentally and on the paper. It's just more like Yeah, Stanton's massive and judge is massive and glaber's really fucking good and hicks is good so if they beat us they beat us you know but if the astros beat you it's like goddamn like astros fucking beat us yeah down. yeah yeah you know what i'm saying <laughs> they beat us down seriously yeah that's how the eagles is coming next year <laughs> we switching sports we're going right back to football because let me tell you something man i don't know what's going on with my boys i really don't but i really like it okay we got a black QB. Don't talk to me about no Joe Flacco shit. Fuck him and the train he came in on. He could do whatever he fucking feels like. But if he's starting, <laughs> at, if he's starting at QB, bro, something's going wrong, or I'm gonna have to intervene. So we got a black quarterback. Shout out Jalen Hurts, man. We got Devontae Smith coming in. Just won a Heisman and was teammates with Jalen Hurts. And we just got a bunch of dogs, man. So uh, I think the crybabies are out on the Eagles. Notably, Carson Wentz. I stand for him for a long time, but ultimately, ultimately, he was just a Midwest boy that was in a tough eastern town, and maybe he goes to Indiana, Indianapolis, and uh, he figures it out. But 
He just wasn't built for Philly, and not many people are. That's what they're saying about uh, Zach Wilson. Yo, I got to be honest with you. Don't think that's going to work out. Sorry, Jets fans that's listening to this. That's going to be a shit show. Utah boy? Like, you brought... Out in New York? That motherfucker couldn't have girls in his dorm on campus, and you're sending him to New York? Really? Are you kidding me? That's how BYU's a Mormon school, bro. Athletes go on athletic, uh, go on athletic probation if they're caught with a co-ed in their dorm, with or without any sexual connotation. It's technically forbidden by Mormon religion to have sex without being married. So anything that happens in school like that is just for is expressly forbidden. Think about that. You twenty, you twenty one. They're telling you, yeah, don't be horny. Think about that. Right. <laughs> right. That's life. That's life at BYU. What the fuck? So you're taking that quarterback. You're taking him and saying, hey, bud, uh, we're going to take you away from, and this is no no shade to anyone that plays at a mid-major school, but the realization is this. Y'all niggas is not SEC players. <laughs> no. You can slice it, dice it, put a dress on it, lie to me, lie to yourself, lie to your parents, say, lie to your fans, lie to, yourself. lie to social media. I don't care what you do, bro. You not Bama. You're not LSU, you're not Clemson, you're not none of them schools, all right? If BYU played Alabama, Alabama would have took Zach Wilson, grabbed him by the neck, took the neck off, and just thrown him around, okay? Let's just be honest here. Like that body around. Yeah, like, let's be honest here, right? So you're taking this man that played against these BYU, like, these mid-major competition, and you're saying, we're going to put you in New York, and we're going to put you against the best of the best in the world. I think... Including the media. I think he's gonna get ripped to absolute fucking shreds. I think that I think the Jets win four games next year. Most, I think they get absolutely manhandled. Huh? And I don't think he's a bad player. I just don't think he's that good. And then you add in the fact that he's literally gonna be in New York and he can get pussy at any time because he's the quarterback of the Jets. Like Sam Darnold was in Bounce Sporting Club kissing girls in the throat on Monday and got mono. What's Zach Wilson going to do? Like, Zach Wilson might be in One Oak on a Tuesday at 2 o'clock after practice. Just like, yo, where the bitches? Yeah, facts. Because they'll be there. Facts. <laughs> they'll Who be knows? Like, Maybe that's what he needs. Yeah, that's what he needs. That's what he needs. Did you see him around the other NFL players? One, he looked like a boy. He did. He looked like a high schooler. He does. He does. I've been thinking that, and I've never said it out loud. And I'm like, yo, he looks mad young. Yo, not only that, but bro, he was shorter than everyone in that picture. And How tall is he? He definitely looks like on TV, like my height. I'm going to be honest with you. So he was next to Jalen Waddle. In that picture, Jalen Waddle was uh, the Alabama wide receiver taken before Devontae Smith. Dolphins at number six. Yeah, so he's six. He's about six foot, six foot one. So Zach Wilson's probably about five ten and a half, five eleven. How tall is Jalen Hurts? Jalen Hurts is like six two, right? Six two, six six one, six one, six one, six two. Huh. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. He's Russell Wilson size. Yeah, but he not know Russell Wilson. That's that's my point. That's my point. I just I don't know. Like I don't wish any harm against him. I just think that was fucking stupid. I just uh, think just Zach Wilson is six three. Not in that picture. <laughs> Maybe he was like behind them or something. But I'm gonna be honest with you. Think about how short he looked in that picture. Zach Wilson six three two ten. Didn't look like it. I believe you. I believe that you saw what you saw. 
We saw the video. You saw that video with the when they were throwing up. Oh, they're throwing up gang signs, and he looked scared. No, I didn't see that on Twitter. No, I didn't see that. Oh, okay. Maybe I'm gonna send it to you. I'm gonna send oh, it to yeah. you. Maybe I just I don't know. And you tell me because I'm just gonna be honest with you. If he's six three two ten, that's the lightest six three two ten I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean. Six three two ten. Oh nah, you know what? He actually looks like the same height as Jalen Waddle. So maybe he's six one. Hey, I'm gonna send it to you. Alright, take that back. It was the guy he was next to who I think was a tackle. That's like six five. That makes more sense. Yeah, now I'm seeing it. Yeah, he looks like the same height as Jalen Waddle, maybe barely taller. Oh my god. Yo. Niggas threw up peace signs and he was like, oh my god, get me out, get me out, get me out. Oh shit. Yeah, now you send him to New York City. Oh nah, nah. This was different. He looks nervous. <laughs> Yo, they're gonna take him to Harlem for an event and he's gonna dead ass call the police. Yo, nah, this is crazy. My man licked his lips, tightened his suit, and was like, oh shit, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, the guy next to him gave him a thumbs up. They weren't the even throwing up gang him signs. Gave, gave they him put a the thumbs rock- up. Bro, they put the rock star signs up, and he was like, "Whoa, whoa, yo!" Whoa, the whoa, guard whoa. next to him literally went like this. Yeah, thumbs up. And he was like, "Oh shit!" Zach Wilson was like, "Whoa, fellas, <laughs> yo." Nah, that's sus as fuck. Oh shit! Yeah, he's gonna have a great time if he gets off at one twenty fifth in Harlem. He might piss himself. <laughs> it's not might, Utah no more, yeah, boy. He might literally piss himself. Oh, oh my God. Imagine he hears from somebody from Harlem pull up on him and give him an accent like that. But just looks like he's he looks nothing like he's from Utah. He's going to hand over the coin with no argument. Oh, my He's going to hand over the coin and everything. He's like, yo, take everything, bro. Please just let me get out of here with my life. Mind you, all he did was ask for a dollar. <laughs> Dead, yo, some crackhead on the street. Yo, yo let me go. hold the dollar. Take it all. Take it all. No. <laughs> yo, holy shit. Nah, this video is crazy. Yo, scouts from the yo the Jets at the look at this video. <laughs> holy shit. Trade them while you can. Wow. That's the most blatant nervousness I've ever seen in my life. That's me the remote. <laughs> Holy shit. Yo, tell me, tell me, tell me that wasn't like damn. Like, we gotta get him out of here. He's scared. <laughs> he looks scared, bro. He looks absolutely Holy terrified. Shit. Well, whoever caught that video, good job. Yeah, right? Good job. Right? Wow, Nat- <laughs> Natty Ice 47 caught that video. Whoever the fuck that is. I mean it's Natty Ice 47. Natty Ice 47. <laughs> God damn. Zach Wilson, get it together, buddy. Yo, he's... Get it together. Not in it. Not in it at all. Nah, that is a... Uh, that's not funny. But I think the, I think the Giants made some... <laughs> that's good... hilarious. I don't know what you're talking about. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Holy I, I shit. Can't, I can't believe you didn't see that. I've never... This is sus as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> this is crazy. It is. It is. No, like, because BYU... Has this blown up? Because like, BYU... Are people like... Yes. Yes. BYU has black players. That's the funny part. It's just he's just like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> you know what was the best comment on that? It was, whoa, 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 where's the BYU guy? Yes. 
Yeah. We're my friends. We're the Mormons. Yeah, that's crazy. Holy shit. Like, man, I really, 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 really hope that, like, I don't think I could, I think I could be a GM, a baseball GM, but that'd be hard work because baseball is very hard and because of the systems you need in place. But I don't think being a football GM is hard. And I very much would like to do that because I feel like it's very easy. Like, (laughs) all right, guys, we're not sure who to take here. Let's take the guy from Bama. (laughs) You're not sure either? Someone from Bama available? Clemson? (laughs) Take one of them guys. Facts. But we already have that. Just, just, we'll figure it out later. Just sort, just pick them. Bama had six guys drafted in the top 30 yesterday. Five. Five in the first round. They had five in the first round. Five offensive players taken in the first round. Six. Oh, it might have been six. Oh, it was a defensive guy. Yeah, yeah, six Bama players, not just six not Bama players. Okay, yeah, yeah. They, five players. offensive players got taken, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's like you don't know. Take the SEC guy. That's it, right? Those are the most pro pro ready. And what do you do? You have your head coach privy to all drafting decisions. Like some GMs draft like with their head coach as a voice, but not like the, at the, the forefront. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, guys, yeah, like he's coaching the team. You, he needs like this is football like and more than any other sport, coaching in football matters more than anything. Yeah. Like in basketball, it, it don't matter. I could coach the Lakers, nigga. They got Bron and AD. We're gonna be alright. We're gonna figure it out. You feel me? Like if like when Jason Kidd first started coaching, and Ooh. and he fucking spilled the soda on the floor. Like that's the type of shit I would do as an NBA coach. <laughs> like I'm just I'm just doing fuck shit. Aminos on the court. Yeah. Like <laughs> oops, oops, just to get a timeout. Yeah, you feel me? Fact. Like type shit. Like baseball. The man, the moves matter, but the manager is just managing like really the personalities. Like, cause let's be honest here. Like, if your team sucks, your team sucks. No matter, you, there's only so many inner game moves you can make. Yes. But football, yo, some coaches really be coaching up guys. Yo, I gotta say, yo, another thing about the SEC, cause we're watching Texas A&M versus Mississippi State in a Friday night. This is a college baseball stadium that is absolutely packed to the gills right packed now. Packed out. This is why SEC stuff is different. That place is packed to the gills, man. Like these teams, these teams are the most pro ready at the college level. It's yeah, just, it's just how. But it is. but that's but Deke, that's yeah, what I'm saying, bro. Because like, like I feel like we could be an NFL. We could be the GMs of an NFL team. Let's co GM an NFL team. Like it's not that hard. Let's I, be honest here. I mean, like it, you don't really like. For example, like. They were talking about uh, protecting Justin Herbert, protecting Daniel Jones, like getting uh, like I I liked Elijah Vera Tucker, right? And the Chargers took him to protect Justin Herbert, right? Yeah. the The two guards, the two tackles, and the center that the the Chargers have are not like a plus level offensive linemen. Uh-huh. They're bringing in one guy to hunker down that line. The other four guys are like mid-level guys that you probably never heard of, right? At that point, it's just like, where did those guys come from? Oh, did he come from Penn State? Huge offensive lineman, yeah. long arms, yeah, three fifty. Sign him, yeah. sign him, pick him up. Yeah. That's like, what I'm saying. Don't, yo. This is my thing though, because coaching matters so much, right? In football, yes. Guess what? Oh, my offensive line sucks. Guess what? Was it the players or the coach? It's a little bit of both. Fire the coach. Guess what? This team has a good offensive line coach. Go to him. What's up, bud? How much they paying you? I'll give you more. Facts. Not enough? Next team. How much they paying you, bud? I'll give you more. That's another thing, too. How many how many coaches do football teams have? Like 10 to 12. Yo, bro. No, I'm sorry. The Eagles have like 20 coaches this year. 
So think about this. The Eagles got rid of all their coaches except for the O-line coach who came from Bama. Nice. Right? Jeff Stoutland or some shit like that, right? He left Bama like seven or eight years ago to be the Eagles O-line coach. And then when Peterson left, uh, he was saying he was going to leave. So they gave him a set, they gave him a pay raise and grandfathered him into the new guy's staff. Nice. Instead of letting him go back to Bama. It's that easy. Yeah. Like the Eagles have had a good O-line the last three years. They've had good, uh, good blocking uh, percentages. But right. our quarterback, Mr. Carson Wentz, was just doing shit he wanted to do. So, look, he wasn't even talking rogue. to the, he, he was wasn't rogue. He didn't yo, he didn't talk to the head coach after week 3. Nice. You know that, right? No. I like didn't. he literally like they said they weren't on talking terms. How are you not talking to your coach? Yeah, no, that's crazy. You were the quarterback the- of a national football team. Yeah. You are not speaking to the head coach. Like in meetings it's just tense. That's crazy. At a professional level, like I'm sorry, bro. I would have lost my shit. I would have lost. Like, as, as a coach? As or any, the player? Bro, either. Yo, if I was in a locker room, I'd be like, yo, y'all need to figure well, who this do you out. Think, who do you think initiated that? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. Because if, like, I'm just not Peterson a, was just like, listen, bro. Like, if he was just saying dumb shit, I can understand why Carson would be like, okay, I'm not going to listen to you anymore. You just don't make any sense. I don't know, man. Like, I get the whole egos things, but, like, yo, like, I'm just not a person to deal with, uh... Insubordination? No, nah, not insubordination. Just, like, fake beef or, like, oh, yeah. tension like that. Like, if there's real, like, animosity and it's something I don't think we can come over, but if it's, like, something like, oh, you're mad at him because he said this and then you did that, I'd have been like, yo, y'all need to, like, y'all need to get just over squash this. squash it. Yeah, just squash like, it. Like, this is, like, this is stupid. Like, I don't, like, I, I'm just that type of person. Like... I don't give a fuck. Like, if it's not that serious, bro, like, I'm going to be like, let's patch this up. You feel me? If it's something serious, then all right. But, like, come on. Like, that's... Most, of, most of the shit you go through anyway is not that serious. Yeah, but it's like, bro, like, we, we're not going to win if you guys don't get together. I would have been like, yo, like, let's figure it out. Yeah. Like, and I, I might have had to take a different approach. I might have had to get crazy with one of them. Coaching in football is mad personable. Like, they were talking about... Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 well, they, they weren't talking about it, but, they, like... The, the phone call yeah. to uh, all these draft guys, like it goes from, let's just say, player development, head of player development calls them or whatever, like the VP or something like that calls them, right? It's not just him saying, uh, make sure you stand up and get ready because we're going to uh, pick you and shit like that. Like, and granted, they probably do this for every single draft, but like it goes from like VP saying, Listen, bud, like, we'd love to have you. You know, are you ready to rock? Like, we're ready to go. Like, the Arizona guy. He's sitting, uh, Zavin, Zavin something, I can't remember his last name, Mills or something like that. Zavin Davis. Zavin Davis. Yeah. He's on the phone, and he's telling the VP, like, and this is how personable it is already. Like, this, like, first phone call ever, right? Guy from, uh, Arizona. You ready to rock, son? Like, we're ready to go, you know, whatever, whatever. We're gonna draft you, whatever. And the guy's like, we're going to fucking kill everybody. I'm ready to go. Just straight up. First phone call. First time I've ever talked to you. We're going to fucking kill everybody. Yeah. You know? Like, off rip. Who said that? The player? The, the player. Oh, love that. Right? And then he goes, I, I'm going to I'm gonna send you over the coach, uh, and then I'm going to have you talk to my owner. The owner. Bidwill, whatever his yeah. name was. Sends him over to the coach. Coach is like, blah, blah, blah. I'm gonna, you can talk to the owner. He's talking to the owner, and he's like, 
We're gonna fucking get a ring. That 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 stone is gonna be so huge. Not even a show dog could jump over it. Like having regular conversation. <laughs> and it was they like all jacked up. These aren't even coaches. Jacked That's up. what I'm saying. Like to be to be like on a uh, on a football team. There's like 60, 70 guys on that roster. Like it's not the active twenty five man roster where you just gotta focus on like. These guys, these are your starters. Your bench guys know their job, blah, blah, blah. Like, you're rotating in and out. Like, you have to have uh-huh. a personable social connection with every single guy on that team. But it's tough, though, because it's not like in college. Because a lot of college coaches don't – because they were talking about Urban Meyer, right? What? The Jaguars coach Jaguars that was Ohio coach, State coach. And they're basically saying that, you know, they don't – a lot of people didn't think he's going to do well in the pros because he tries to treat players like they're his son or some shit. Or oh, like yeah. you know, like he's their Real father, and they need him. Shit. Yeah, well, not condescending, but like let me like teach you, let me teach, like let me raise you, basically. Yeah. And and like a lot of people are just saying like, ain't no grown man going for that shit. I'm thirty fucking years. No. I'm thirty fucking years old, dog. I'm getting paid to play this game. I'm getting paid more than you are. Like treat me as a like they just don't think you know treat me as an equal. Facts. So Facts. we'll I, see how that goes. Yeah. Cause I like they were saying like he's used to just get doing whatever the fuck he wants. If you remember, he hired that uh, Iowa strength coach as his strength coach. No, I didn't, I didn't like this guy from Iowa that was known for uh, saying racist shit. He had a bunch of players quit, a bunch of black players complain, and oh, they, they yes. had some kid that went to the hospital. Yes, because he was just getting overworked, and he just basically like and mind you, football is a tough sport. Like you gotta you gotta get coached hard. You get what I'm saying? But he apparently, like, he just crossed the line on many levels. And But he was there for 23 years. And basically, Urban Meyer tried to hire him, and everybody was like, yeah, fuck out of here. Yeah. Fire that motherfucker. But, yeah, man, uh, the Giants fleeced the, fleeced the, uh, the what's-their-face. I didn't see that ball fucking. They fleeced, uh, they fleeced the Bears and took mad shit from them. And, uh, yeah. You guys, yeah, you Giants. guys, you guys, you guys did well. I think the Giants did well in their draft. Looks real nice. I forgot we had Kyle Rudolph. <clears throat> yeah, I think the Eagles did well as well in their draft. I think the Cowboys are just doing well and do, doing smart shit. And the Jets are doing. It's not a bad draft. I just think Zach Wilson was a mistake. I really think Justin Fields is the guy. I don't know why he dropped so far. I gotta be honest with you. I just I gotta think it's just because he's a black QB and black QBs get criticized so hard. They took Trey Lance number three. Yeah, that is true. That and he didn't true. even play last year, and he played one game in 2019. That blew my fucking mind. Yes, yes, he did. Are you kidding me? But and he, but and he played for North Dakota State. So now, Justin Carson Fields went is part of the SEC. Ohio State's in the SEC. Big yes, ten, Big Ten, Big Twelve, Big Ten, Big, big Twelve, big even 12. so, Big Twelve. No, I look. I agree with that. However, and he beat out Trevor Lawrence uh, in that in the in the uh, semi. What is it? The semi-final championship game to get to the championship game with Bama. Justin Fields outdueled him and threw for 400 yards with broken ribs. So, this is what I think about the way that went. Trevor Lawrence went one. He's a safe pick. He was always going to go one, right? I think that Lance went three because he has the biggest ceiling of any quarterback in the draft, including Lawrence, for the simple fact that this. That man was recruited as a linebacker coming out of high school. He's that big. He's like 6'3", 240. He's fast as hell. Yeah. He ran for over 1,000 yards in North Dakota State. And that's he wants on, to hit people. Like, he's a monster. Yeah, no, no. He I, has no a, that I agree with. He has a huge arm. And the last full season he played, which I think was 2018? 18, 18, yeah. 
he threw for 28 touchdowns, no interceptions, and 14 rushing on the on the ground. Like, he was just a force. And so I think that they're basically going to be like, yo, like, they, well, this I didn't say this. Someone else said, like, another NFL analyst said this, that they're basically going to do what they did with Alex Smith and Pat Mahomes. Trey Lance is going to go into that quarterback room and be nurtured by Jimmy G and Kyle Shanahan, who's the head coach of the 49ers. And they're going to basically be like, yo, this is what we want you to do. Like, yeah. we want to clean this up in your throwing motion. We want you to do these things. This is how we see you fitting into the offense. But we want you to learn from Jimmy G. And this is it. That's why I thought, like, that whole Jimmy G going back to uh, Jimmy G going back to New England made no sense to me. Because it's like, Trey Lance isn't ready. But, yeah, I think that's why. Because I think the 49ers realized, like, you have to go through Mahomes for the next 10 years. <laughs> There's no if ands or buts or negotiations like you if you want to go to the compete. super bowl yeah. in that conference you have to go through patrick mahomes and if you want to win it you probably have to go through pat mahomes with, with whichever conference you're in yeah so i just think like i like it don't get me wrong i love it because i love justin fields but justin fields is like six foot six foot one six foot he might be six foot two he might be six foot no, three. i think justin fields is like six three two he's a big guy too I didn't. I didn't. I didn't think so. He's not as big. He's not as big. All right, you look up Justin Fields. I'm yeah. looking up Trey Lance. So my thing was is that I I don't think I love Trey Lance. Trey Lance should have definitely gone in the first. Remember round. we talked about him like a while back. Yeah, we were talking about him. He's like we, we like he's a baby cam. Yes, we saw that highlight. There was a. Bro, I remember it so vividly. I was, was in a deli getting lunch, and I saw I see this highlight on Twitter, and I'm like. North Dakota State. No, nah, he played last year. What are Who you talking is this? about? He played. Trey Lance played last year. He played in. Uh, he played in the Division One football championship game in a bowl game, but it was like an FCS game. Was it some? I don't think it was. Doc, I don't think it was uh, documented or so he's official. Six, then he's six four two thirty. Trey Lance. Yeah, Justin Fields is six three two thirty. So you know. All right, so they're comparable. Yeah, but I, I I still think he's a bit uh, I think he's a bit bigger than Justin. To be honest with you, like seeing Trey Lance and like running around, I'm like, this is a big fuck. Yeah, and they were saying, I mean, you saw it in the highlights, like, he's not he's not the type that's going to slide. Yeah, okay, oh, listen to this, 2,800, 2,800 passing yards, 28 TDs, no interceptions. This is Trey Lance, by the way, in, uh, in his sophomore season, so 2018, right? Yeah, 2018, 2019, yeah. So, 2,800 passing yards, 28 TDs, over 1,000 yards on the ground, and 14 touchdowns. Team went sixteen over a thousand yards on the ground. Team team went sixteen and zero. Oh jeez, they said he reminds them of a of a Lamar Jackson, but more physical. They showed the highlights. He does. He's not sliding when when he's when he's up against the DB. There's conflict. <laughs> There's immediate conflict when he's up against the DB. Bro, and he's six four two thirty, and this is a twenty one year old kid. And I want you to think about something. He put up those. He's twenty one. He. Something like that. Anyway, he put up those numbers, putting only passing 18 times a game. What? Yeah. He never passed more than – he never had more average, attempts than – Average 18 uh, Jesus passes Jesus Christ. A game. So let's just say the most he had was like 24. And you and you know in the NFL you're getting 30. And you got to realize the 49ers offense, how Kyle Shanahan runs it, is a lot of like design screens, dumping the ball off, low pitches. It's not always throwing the ball down the field. So, you got to think about it. He's going to get a nice little cushion where he's going to get 100 yards a game just by screen to this fast guy we picked up. 
shovel pass behind me to this guy. Oh, what's that? That throwing lane's gone. I'm just going to run through I was going to say, he might go 100-100 games. That's Easy. a start, though, because he's got a gun. So I I think that that was basically Shanahan saying that I want to go toe-to-toe with my homes. I'm not going to be like the rest of these jamokes and just be like, <laughs> yeah, let me get this quarterback that fits my system and hope we get lucky against Pat Mahomes. Because the Chiefs have no money. And the Chiefs were like, we don't even believe in the salary cap and just went and, and, and bought an entire new O-line. Like they literally went and got an entire new offensive line on the left side. The Bucks exposed it, and they were like, yeah, we've had enough of this. <laughs> <laughs> like, yo. And the Raiders, God knows what the Raiders are doing. The Raiders took some guy with a second-round grade that everyone just laughed at. Really? Yeah. They t- uh, so that was a Bama guy they took. Oh, Alex yeah. Leatherwood. He's massive. but uh, Was it was he DB? He's, in, uh, he's a tackle. Oh, okay. He's an offensive tackle. Well, basically, his scouting report was just like, he's just huge. Just big? Yeah, just big but they dude. were just like, that's not enough at the next level. No. And he had a second-round grade, and they were like, he's a project. And the Raiders took him. And, like, the Raiders always do some shit like this because that's just how John Gruden gets down. But uh, I got to be honest with you. The way people were laughing at them, though, I'm just like, damn, bro. Like, y'all not tired of being this stupid every year? Like, last year when they took Henry Ruggs instead of Jerry Judy, and everybody was like, what are you doing? And then Jerry Judy was way better than Henry Ruggs. It was like... Is way better than Henry It was like, yeah, you... uh. You had a 6-3, receiver that ran immaculate routes and ran a 4-5, but you took the guy that ran a 4-2 because he was fast. As if that has, hasn't always been a mistake. Example, John Ross. John Ross ran like a 4-2-4 and has done diddly shit in the league. Yeah, from Washington. I remember that. Right? Washington? Cincinnati. No, no, no. Uh, college. He went to Washington, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> yeah, like, it's just like, all right, you know? Same thing with uh, Jalen. Like I think Jalen Waddle's really good, but Devontae Smith was literally the Heisman winner. Yeah, I mean, just everybody just had problems with size. That was what it was, and they said that. Uh, so Devontae Smith routes are immaculate. Yeah. Right. He gets good separation, um, uh, but they had a problem with his uh, explosiveness off the line, and that was only because that was another play on his size, because. If a you know, let's just say a cornerback at at one ninety five, yeah, is giving him a little shove off the line, that's gonna stop anything. Like Jalen Waddle is just gonna be more explosive because he's he's bigger. And I was like, okay, relevant point because we're talking Jaylen literal Waddle's not facts. Much bigger though, he's like one eighty five to what Devontae's one seventy two. Like if Devontae right. Smith but this, puts exactly. on five ten so pounds, that's what I'm saying. Even. This is why I get like it makes sense. In terms of literal facts, like yes, he's he's lighter. That does make sense. But yeah. you also got to remember, he's not going to stay at one seventy two. They're going to get him in and be like, "Listen, bro, we have a fucking personal chef." I mean, he had that at Bama. Let's be honest. This isn't high school. They, but this they is the had Eagles, all that at bro. Bama. This is the Eagles. Yeah, but I'm I'm saying this is the NFL. Yeah, but I'm saying like he's not staying at one seventy two. I can guarantee. No, you. he'll he'll put he'll get to like one eighty. But I'm just saying 100%. like he won the Heisman, bro. Like. Watching him play yeah. in college was like this nigga is a cheat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this makes zero sense. Like he's embarrassing high level. Like you know, like exactly at his worst, he's a number two receiver. Yeah, you know. So I, I just don't see how that's a mistake. And it's not. It's a hun- yeah. Don't misconstrue anything I just said as a big mistake. It's not a mistake. I'm no, just saying why, just, why people thought the way they thought. No, it's just you know the NFL. Like any draft, once you get closer to it, it gets really. Uh, <clears throat> 
it gets really like granular like oh he did this this and this and like oh he might not be worth the pick and it's like all right guys what are we talking about (laughs) but the nfl draft is interesting man because you can trade picks and like you can get crazy and like moves happen and honestly like mlb needs to fucking adopt that shit it'd be sick mlb needs like bro there were multiple good baseball games on last night and i chose to watch the draft the nfl draft I don't even watch the MLB draft. I don't give a damn. Yeah. Like, I watch the first 10. I watch the top 10. Yeah. Like, I watch the top 10, and after that, it's like, all right. Like, you know? Yeah. And and even so, if I miss it, I miss it. Like, if I'm busy, I'm busy. It doesn't mean anything to me. Facts. There's no picks that can be traded. It's, you know, it's just like, it's to the Straight point up. where it's. It's boring. <sighs> fucking like, boring. Rob Manfred, man. What the fuck are you doing in that fucking office, dog? Like, the answers to the test are in front of you. Home run derby to win the game? Well, it's, in the, it's an independent league. It's in the Pioneer League. Uh, I'm just talking about in general. Like, baseball. Like, home run oh. derby to win, to win the game. Uh, switching gears back to the MLB. Runner starting on second. What, what do we call that back in the day? What the fuck was that? Uh, what? Ghost runners? No, no. Uh, maybe you didn't call it that. But I, I... What the fuck did I call it? Or, like, when I played in Florida... Uh, there were some leagues that I played in that did that. It was called like Texas something. I don't even know. I, I can't remember what it's called, but like they used to do that. And I used to be like, this is the stupidest fucking shit ever. Like how? Like it's like a it's like a mulligan in golf. I was like, you can't. It doesn't translate. You can't just. They don't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Whenever games go to extras now, I just turn, I just change the channel because it's a joke now. It's literally like, bro, a single ends the game. Yeah, that's what and I'm it's saying. Like, and it's like, bro, I don't want to watch this. This is a gimmick. It's a that's a good word. That's it's what a I'm gimmick. Trying. It's a gimmick. It's a gimmick. So that whole runner on second and extras fucking stupid. I understand that the DH thing was an MLBA MLPA thing, and that has to be negotiated. But that's fucking stupid too. Like, why do why are pitchers hitting? No one wants like. I was a fan of pitchers hitting until last year, and I was like, let's never have this again. Because seeing actual hitters hit instead makes so much more sense. I mean, like... And that's just someone that was like, oh, I like the difference, you know, the National League, American League. Now I'm just like, fuck as that As a shit. kid, yeah. I was like, oh, it's cool. Like, yeah. that's a, that's yeah. how I know the difference between the leagues is yes. what it was. <laughs> yes, but then I saw the difference last year, and I was like, nah, this is sick that, like, I can see actual hitters now. Facts. And then, at all times. I was going to say, and, like, for example, DeGrom, right? I can see DeGrom pitch... And then I can also see somebody slot in his spot to hit and be the best of both worlds at that point. You know, like, and it's also like, it definitely saves pitchers. But like, from it, injury and all that. Agreed. Granted, and, and pitchers aren't getting hit overtly, but. I mean. And doesn't MLB want more offense? And they don't they want, you know, offense is suffering, right? So yeah. why would you allow pitchers to hit? Shot in the foot. It's just like, I don't know, Rob Manfred. Like, do you like your job? Because if you don't, I'll do it, bro. It's cool. <laughs> Cause like me, I just don't give a fuck. Like those owners can say whatever they want. They can fire me if they want to. At least they know. At least everyone that cares about the game knows I went down swinging. Yeah, facts. Feel me? Like they got them on the balls right now. Yeah, like what are you doing, bro? These guys are like pimp slapping you every day. Like, bro, bring the DH back. Kill the runner on second. Shit. Stop with the fucking pace of play. Shit, bro. Oh just have, god. Like that is just like, bro. Obviously, the players are not going faster. They've decided to collectively give. You I was the gonna say now, now they're going even slower. Like they've collectively told you to go fuck yourself. So what do you do? Fill the fucking downtime. You need to have alternate broadcasts. You need to have better announcers. You need to have shit going on. Guess what? 
If these motherfuckers are taking a long time, have a like a cool advertisement running or switch to something. Or why don't you put the cameras on a mic'd up player for the fucking Oh, the mic'd up needs to go crazy. Like you could mic up every fucking player on the field and literally like switch, switch to them every single time with a camera and be fucking interviewing them. And yep. like you imagine having a mic'd up like you do in spring training on a guy at first holding a guy on. You feel me? I love those like random conversations at first base. Like I get to first base and they're talking about fucking uh like what was uh oh like Correa and Trout were talking about Call uh, of Duty. Yeah, they're talking about Call of Duty. Yeah, and you then, played a new map. Yep. And then Correa was like uh Correa was like, uh did you uh did you know that was a slider? Like did you lean your elbow into that? Yeah. And he was like, honestly I didn't even see it. He was like, I thought it was a slider and like I just whatever and then he was like you don't do that like i like to see you hit bro yeah, like stay yeah, up there yeah. i thought that was cool as fuck that was cool that's what i'm saying because yeah, everyone show all the time and then rizzo and yo freddie freeman is a fuck yo he's a comedian yeah, he's he a is. he's yeah, comedy yeah he is when he was uh when he was rounding the bases and he was like oh i caught wind i caught wind watch <laughs> this boys yo hilarious hilarious but that's what I'm saying. Like, yo, you trying so hard to change the game that is already good. You need to just fucking market it, man. That's it. That's it. Like, yo, if you put on a broadcast, if I was the if I was a commissioner of baseball and I put on a broadcast, like let's say I don't know, watching the Brewers, and the Brewers announcers were complaining, ah, the game is the game that I would literally get on the phone with the Brewers fucking owner that night or the next day and be like, yo. These announcers that announce your game are killing the fucking game. They gotta, they gotta, they gotta tighten up or they gotta go. Like you need to call the TV guys and and relay this message from from myself because if it doesn't change, I'm gonna be making a change. Facts. Click. I'm gonna do it. Click. He's on the click. And guess what? That TV station is gonna be like, what? And the owner's gonna be like, yeah, we're not about to re up that deal. Oh, they're gonna be like, yo, y'all need to tighten up or y'all out. Like, enough with this shit. Enough with the fucking old man ranting. No one wants to fucking hear it. Oh, God. Like, bro, there's so much downtime in baseball. Literally, this generation thrives on downtime. They're on their phones at all times multitasking, bro. Make the most out of it. Go to different players. Have trivia. Make Oh, it a I was thinking that. I was thinking you could definitely have, like, a mini, like... Log in with this number on this app, and we'll have trivia at random times during the fucking... You could win fucking tickets or some shit like that. Yo, you could do, like, what is it? Like, not the Quizlet shit. What's the shit that everyone we used to do in college? I can't remember, and but I know what you're talking about. You used about. to join you it. You could have, like, 200 motherfuckers in that bitch. What was it? It was, like, not bingo. It was, like, some shit. It was, uh... I don't remember. Everyone would join in a class. You just needed, like, the code, and you could answer trivia, and yeah. then it would tell you who got... It. What's the what's the trivia? I, I gotta find it. Yeah. Nah, that's bothering me now that I don't know that. That's bothering me. Trivia crack. I was thinking trivia crack. Trivia that crack or HQ, same thing. That's what I'm saying though. Like, bro, come on. There's so much room for creativity in this game, and they just want to do everything. But let's move the mound back. Let's do. Like, you have to understand. Everything that happens in games is has a correlation. Like, for instance, in basketball, everyone's shooting threes now, right? What's the correlation? How no no I'm saying higher scoring games I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah but how are teams combating that because when the Golden State was just raining threes and guys were scoring like ninety points like shooting mid range what happened they started shooting threes right yeah 
Same thing in baseball. Guess what? Pitchers are throwing fucking harder. Guess what guys are doing? Swinging up just in case or trying to hit nukes. Just in case they they catch it. Yeah, exactly. So this is my thing. Eventually, hitters are going to catch up because pitchers aren't just going to increase their velo every year. Yeah, no, it's not going to happen. Yeah, like... There's Although a, it has happened, it's not going to... This, this pace isn't sustainable. We're not going to get to no, 150 already, miles an hour. It's already plateaued. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? So, like, let the hitters adjust. Now, if you we get to the... 15 year mark and they haven't adjusted then maybe we start doing this but like let's be honest here like pitchers start this era of like pitchers just being fucking more disgusting than ever gas is what 2014 2015 really like 2012 2013 was was uh part of it but like i don't think it was really until 2014 2015 that we were like all right guys are just throwing nukes now it's and it's every every new highlight i see it's just like this guy coming a lefty with wicked two C movement. But yo, you know what righty I righty s- with just like yeah. dropping low three quarters. That guy from the, uh, from the Rockies. Rockies. Nah, oh my I'm not god! Even, I'm gonna be really honest with you. His name's Justin Lawrence. That guy. Jesus. Nah, he should Christ. be illegal. He should be illegal. How are you <laughs> dropping down throwing 102? Bro, he's like sidewinding from the right side. Nah, bro, I'd fight him. Uh, I forget who he struck out yesterday, but he just looked completely overwhelmed. Like he was just like, "How am I supposed to hit that?" I'd fight him. <laughs> Bro, you drop down and you throw 100. I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing, man? <laughs> yo, it was one. Who, one. What is this? What is this? <laughs> yo, that, what, what's going on? Yeah, what? <laughs> yo, that, what's going on? What's this? Bro, I'd be pissed. Like, yeah, bro, this isn't fair. You're not that's supposed funny. to be able to do that. That's funny as fuck. But like, yo, now oh, when guys shit. come in blowing 198, you know what I see? I see guys taking good fucking swings and fouling balls off. So I think we're like two years away from off from the offense, like getting it together. Example: Honestly, Vlad Guerrero. Yeah, like, like, yo, man, yeah. I just feel like everyone just is just like, the common sense is on the left, everything else is on the right, and they're just like, oh, look, like, look at this stuff on the right. Like, let's just not let's. Just I avoid think that's how it works, sense. though. That's funny that you say that. I actually think. Hold on a second. I actually think that's how we're. Uh, we're programmed. Yeah. The common sense, the the left brain is the uh the scientist, mathematician, categorize, linear, analytical, critical thinking side of the brain. The right is the uh creative. Like I'm gonna just say random shit and hope it sticks. All right, how you feeling, Jackson? My tank's empty. <sighs> My tank's been empty for a minute, but I'm just this episode's been kind of fun. Been hella fun, honestly. I'm not gonna hold you. Yeah. It has been. The new seating arrangement's good. I'm just, I'm yeah, gonna, I I'm love this. I love this. Instead of looking at you like here, like yeah, it's this more is way like, better. This is way Yeah, we hope you uh, have had as much fun as we fucking had. And stuck around to this point. Yo, facts. If you have, fucking thank you. And if you haven't, fuck you. Um, you won't hear this, so double fuck you. Hey. <laughs> um, remember to like, rate, subscribe. MT underscore the tank. Um, get better. Hydrate. And... Uh, Say I love you to your mom. Go birds. (laughs) Fuck the birds.